seven o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Of course, Indie Media Weekly, radio for humans. I'm Kenny Pick, and that's my guarantee. I promise. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's my new tagline. I'm Kenny Pick. That's my guarantee. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, also, I would like to be known as the unindicted co-conspirator of fun tonight, everybody. And tonight's program is brought to you by the number eight. Uh, So, yeah, welcome to the show. Of course, uh, Joe Santorsis, Granton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. It's Indictment Tuesday, everybody. It is, and and uh, word has it you were a little uh, prescient today and and uh, in recent days. Prescient, yeah, yes. So yes, it's it's my Watergate hangover. Oh, okay, oh. I got gotcha. you. And of course, yeah. R- Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington D.C. Welcome to the program. Hello, everybody. I am happy to report I was not indicted today. I'm also happy to report that I did not plead guilty. Nor was I found guilty today, unlike Cohen and Manafort. Wow. Guilty on eight counts and eight counts, uh, eight criminal charges brought against uh, Cohen today. Sweet baby Jesus. Happy Tuesday. Tuesday is the new Wednesday, when Wednesday was the new Thursday, and Thursday was the new Friday. And it happened on. Year. It happened in August of 2018, so there's a couple more eights for you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Eight, eight, eight. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> 60 years. I can't do 60 years. Just no, you can't. Just do what you can. There you go. Early, yes. Train's taking it, pulling out of the station a little early tonight on the on the wacky comedy, of course. Uh, yeah, I got I got to say, uh, Rain, best infrastructure week uh, ever. <laughs> Look at all these holes that have been dug. So, <laughs> and they, they weren't even. And you know what? Those guys weren't even shovel ready yet. Oh, that's. Uh, <laughs> Oh, this is a, a sad, sad day for the Trump cult. And you know what's even better? Oh. Even what's even better about this is the audio I'm about to play for you. It came from Fox News because they Dana Perino broke away to hear from Prosecutor Robert Kuzami, Department oh. of the United States Attorney General or, or uh, uh, United States Attorney's Office uh, for the Southern District of uh, New York. Uh, laid out exactly what happened to Michael Cohen today. 
and oh my god, it's a it's a long clip, but it's a thing of beauty. Just just bask, everybody. Let let Robert Kumazi's uh, dulcet tones just wash over you and in 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 feel that positive glow of of Schadenfreude and uh, you know. And our other favorite SCH word is schism because uh looks like Cohen flipped, you know. Oh. Let them fight. Terrible. Uh because yes, that's right. Donald J. Trump right now is the unindicted co conspirator in chief. I wanna get a tattoo. Unindicted conspirator. <laughs> I, I think the, I know. I know we're going to play the audio, but the fact that you said that the unindicted co-conspirator in chief. Well, Joe, I I can't take credit for that. Joe Joe pointed Joe. out the phrase unindicted yes. co-conspirator, and then I said, and then I shared it with Miles and Mike Check Radio, and Miles said unindicted co-conspirator in chief. I did think it, but Miles put it in in print at first, so I I, I will. Care, man. Yeah. Just, I want to touch myself in special places. Well, you this have two and a half minutes. Day. You have two and a half minutes to treat yourself. Treat yourself. Uh, uh, well, Robert Kuzami speaks uh, right now about uh, what happened today to uh, Cohen. Says who? Cohen. <laughs> well, I, I I should have done that first thing. I should have I should have gotten the says who uh, clips lined up right off the bat. I, I figure I probably. Gotta leave those parked here for the rest of the night, right, Michael? Says who? Well, uh, says who? Not yeah. me. Me. You're going to prison for life, Michael. Says who? Robert Kuzami does. <laughs> That's who, right here. Today, as you heard, Michael Gowen pled guilty to eight felony charges. Five of those dealt with tax evasion for the years 2012 through 2016, in which he failed to report approximately. million in reported income. Approximately 2.5 of that money was from interest payments from a personal loan that he failed to report. Approximately $1.3 million of that money was from the operation of his taxi medallion business. Approximately $100,000 of that money was from uh, brokerage commissions and over $200,000 was from consulting fees. That's over $4.3 million over a five-year period, which translates into a loss to the United States Treasury of approximately uh, $1.3 million. In addition, in count six, Mr. Cohen pled guilty to making false statements to a financial institution in connection with an application for a home equity line of credit. In that application, he failed to disclose more than $14 million in debt that he had, and as a result of that concealment, he obtained that $500,000 line of credit, which he would not have been entitled to had he been candid and honest. (laughs) In addition, Mr. Cohen pled guilty to two campaign finance charges, one for causing an unlawful corporate contribution and a second one for personally making an excessive personal contribution, both for the purpose of influencing the 2016 election. In addition, mm. what he did was he worked to pay money to silence two women who had information that he believed would be detrimental to the 2016 campaign and to the candidate and the campaign. 
In addition, Mr. Cohen uh, sought reimbursement uh, for that money by submitting info invoices <laughs> to the candidate's company, which were untrue and false. They indicated that the reimbursement was for services rendered for the year 2017, when in fact those invoices were a sham. He provided no legal services for the year 2017, and it was simply a means to obtain reimbursement for the unlawful campaign contribution. Oh, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I love <laughs> Hold on. Sandy and Derwood says it's going to cost us a fortune to de deprogram these cultists. <laughs> <laughs> Paul has a cheaper solution, but we're not going to mention that on air. <laughs> I like this. I'm not saying I'm I don't. I like it. I like it. I, I like it's a second amendment. I'm not saying I dislike I'm not saying I dislike it. I'm just not gonna say it on air. On on Indie Media Weekly Radio for Humans. No. No, not I'm, for humans. I'm Kenny Pick. That's my guarantee, I promise. Rabies are terrible co conspirators. <laughs> But I literally, it, guys, I yeah. was literally taking a nap when all this shit went down. And, and in our chat all day, I was like, "Here's this is coming, this is coming, this is coming, this is coming. And around 4 o'clock, I was like, all right, it, it's too much. It was literally too much. I I needed it's a nap. Too much. <laughs> yeah, it was and, definitely one of those days that uh, it was like, like Thanksgiving Day and eating, you know, on Thanksgiving. Yes. You know, like, oh, my God, like all this food in one day? Spread it out. I didn't even out. have the turkey, and I had to nap. I woke yeah. up. It's so oh, bad. Yeah. I was like, babe, wake me up at 5 o'clock. It was like, and like judicial tryptophan. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, so he came in the bedroom, and he was like, wake up. And I was like, hi, okay, I got to get up. I'm going to coin said, that. Judicial said, tryptophan. Anyway. I was trying so, to call Susan, and she was driving, and I kept calling and hanging up and calling, it, and I'm like, and I typed back, big, huge news! Uh, Trump's an undighted co-conspirator! <laughs> but the rest of the day was like, oh, it's so boring! I wish something would happen! So boring. Okay, Manafort, fine. Oh, I want the, I want the retrial on the other ten things now. And then Cohen pled guilty on eight different counts, two of them directly related to Donald Trump, and said he was instructed by Trump. Co-conspirator. That's where the co-conspirator part comes from, everybody. And by, and by the way, I predicted a, a bustling chat room tonight, and guess what? I was also... Precient! I was also yes. precient. Yes, it's bu buskling. So... <laughs> I, feel, I feel almost like we're in a whole different territory than, than Water, Watergate right now. Oh, I really guess, do. Guess what? What? Amorosa's... <laughs> On Tweety, Catch uh, said, I just looked it up. I looked up at my screen. There's Amorosa oh talking to Tweety, and she has a new video <laughs> of this Cohen. This is her first video of Cohen. Yeah, on a on, campaign jet. On the campaign oh, jet. Jesus, I'm oh. leaving on a campaign plane. <laughs> Good fucking God. <sighs> uh, House of Cards. 
You know, they didn't have to wait for the seventh season. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just keep thinking of airplane sucks now. I keep thinking of I hear the train coming, coming around the bit. I I told you guys in the chat, I keep thinking the eight is enough theme song. I know Uh, that's lame, but eight is enough. Yeah, eight guilty charges, (laughs) eight, eight. Counts of uh, 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 I'm sorry. What what do you call Cohen that? Cohen was eight. Cohen was, was Cohen. Eight, right? Cohen pled guilty to eight. So yes. so mm-hmm. Democ- So so that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. We don't have to worry about you know Cohen not cooperating because it, he's you know in fear of jail time because he just confessed to eight criminal acts. He pled yeah, guilty. There's, there's yes. no trial that's needed. For yes. that. Yeah. And, two and Manafort, of them. Manafort was found guilty of eight. He eight was fa- of the yes, found charges. guilty. Found guilty. Found and, guilty. And, and and there will be sent- sentencing that accompanies that. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. And let's, then the, let's put this in perspective. Yeah. For of all of, of the only counts that they could find consensus on, they were all guilty. Ran the table. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, it wasn't like well, six guilty, two not guilty. Mm-hmm. They've they, they, oh, the the ones they found consensus on, they nailed them. Well, they had to find consensus on all the verdicts. I know, but they could have found consensus on two not guilty. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, so is my point. In, in other so, words, I I don't think they were more than one or two jurors away from a clean sweep. To tell you the truth, Joe. Mm-hmm. You know I love you, right? No. But, well, you should know I love you. But <laughs> I does. do know I was I was trying very hard so, to so tell you. I, trying very hard to tell you. <laughs> just it's gonna happen. I know. I was downtrodden. Says so, who? So. I I and and what it's gonna happen. He's going to be found guilty. I was downtrodden. Okay. Can you just admit that I was trying to help you? Just relax. I, di- I did. Okay. You helped me relax. I relaxed so much I took a nap. <laughs> you took a nap. I can here's, here's 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 the interesting thing. I mean, I, I'm going to start. Joe I'm and I. Start to, Joe and I'm I start to cry now. Don't cry, Joe and I. It's going to be really, over in a second. Okay. Joe and I get to the point where either one of us is totally positive, and the other <laughs> one of us is totally like this. I can't deal with it. I'm hoping yeah. that we both get to a point where we're both popping champagne in person when they're taking him away to federal penitentiary. We're going to get there. Yes. I, I knew, I, I knew in my heart, out of 18, 18 counts, there was no fucking way that that motherfucker with his Polly Walnuts hairdo and his greasy, you know, Tony Sobrano ostrich coat was mm-hmm. going to get away with all of those counts. I oh, now, felt that in my heart. Now, uh, I, I want to bring up a very a very valid point. Cat brought something up in the chat uh, in response to Clinster. Uh, he said, uh, well, Clinster said, let me sum it up. Witch hunt, no collusion, angry Democrats, crooked Hillary, look at my electoral map, nothing to see here, MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. That'll be, um, you know, his rally tonight in West Virginia. And, well, he's oh. huffing in coal ash. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And then, uh, and Kat responds, and MS-13 going to Iowa, killing that beautiful, beautiful girl, Millie Tibbetts. You know, 
because that's what's going to consume the news cycle now. But you know, and I and I said this because that was exactly what the Trump cultists were doing while I was taunting them with a pointy stick over on Mediaite today after the indictment. Because I immediately went there to go like, yeah, unindicted co-conspirator. Can't wait to lose the un. Um, you know, and <laughs> and. Uh, and, and they were all like, oh, you'll never hear the mainstream media report on that beautiful, beautiful girl that was killed by an illegal alien. And, you know, and of course, that story was actually one of the top stories at the same time as all this. Because believe it or not, Trump cultists, real media, chew, you know, can talk and chew bubblegum at the same time. But here's my question to all the Trump cultists. Why is it that Trump doesn't have his wall that would have gone up so fast. Believe me, believe me, I'm going to build the wall and Mexico's going to pay for it. And now, all of a sudden, the blame is on Democrats. Oh, he won't give, they won't get, you know, just roll over and give Trump our tax dollars for an ineffective wall. You know? So this is your problem. This is your guy's problem. Not Democrats. You elected the guy who said it would be done, immigration reform would be done, it would be big, beautiful, perfect, done so fast, and now you're like, oh, well, the obstructionist Democrats who don't control one branch of the government. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Fuck you! No! This is, Can I this ask is you guys a your question? problem now. Going on two years of him being in the White House. And then, oh, you Democrats have blood on your heads for that beautiful girl. Fuck you. You're in charge. Go ahead. Why? Okay. I only learned about this this woman's death today or th that they found her body. Yeah, I learned about it a couple days ago, but I, I, I just found what? out they found her body, too. So go ahead. Okay. Why did they, why did they think it was the gang? Well, they arrest. Well, uh, I think Cat was being hyperbolic, it, projecting, you know, mm -hmm. because that's what Trump would say it was MS-13. Okay. You know, okay, so so the, you know, I'm just, the, but I just saw them them over the well, the Trump cult. You know, I mean, because they'll, they'll equate, you know, five year olds with MS-13. You know, but doesn't MS-13 kill, commit all the crimes in the United States? Uh, I mean, if we got rid of them, there'd be no crime. So Michael yeah. Cohen and Paul Manafort, MS-13 members, got it. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Direct connection to the Trump administration. Jesus Christ. You know what? Don't, don't, don't be, don't be surprised if by tomorrow morning, Rudy <laughs> is on, on CNN in the morning, <laughs> saying just that, saying just that. Wait. Oh my God! What is Rudy going to do tomorrow? Oh my God! I can't wait to see it. This is so I, exciting. I exciting. know. Did it, did it, nobody mentioned oh. Russia. Also, Russia. also, because I love this. Because we haven't had a chance to talk about the fact that Rudy said, "Yeah, the meeting was totally about us getting dirt and Hillary." Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it, it, and here's, <laughs> but here's a, here's another thing. Um, I love this, and and it's like Fox News. What are you doing? You shouldn't be doing this. You're supposed to be a safe space, but uh, Caleb Howard posted this over at Mediaite today, uh, a, a video. Uh, Fox News airs flashback of Giuliani saying hush money payments had nothing to do with campaign. <laughs> oh, Fox did that to you. <laughs> Fox did that to you, you dumb fuckers. And they also played the U.S. attorney. 
Uh, Robert Kuzami uh, from the New York Southern District, which I have more audio of that, which I would love to play because, again, so much of the I gotta get rid of that stupid second pause before Schadenfreude. I don't know why it does that now. But anyway... uh, I'm still stunned. I mean, with all the news that's happened today, and just the fact that on Sunday, Rudy Giuliani said, yes, the, you know, Trump's sons went to to the tower to get dirt on on Hillary, and then all this other shit happened with Chuck Toad, Mm -hmm. and we heard (laughs) Rudy Giuliani literally say truth isn't truth. And that isn't even breaking yeah. news tonight on this Tuesday. Yeah. That's I do have some insane. of that audio though. I got some of the I got some of the chunk toad audio. So um It's it, it's not you, Kenny, it's not you and Joe. It's it it's just it's the fucking news cycles, the way they go. Oh, I know. But this is such what this is Giuliani so Giuliani said this weekend mm-hmm. is insane. Sorry. Well, we'll play it. We'll play it. And by the way, Rudy, we started need to start calling him Rudy Doe because he looks like a body that was dragged out of the East River. I mean, seriously, he's looking rough these days. Yeah, after after twenty five years of looking for the body. Yeah, yeah. seriously, Rudy Doe. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I can't uh, disagree with that. I used to go. I was in New York City in nineteen eighty five at college. Yeah, he looks like something that would have floated up. The they, they, he lost his cement shoes. Hanging uh, so, over the side of an old, you know, grocery yeah. cart. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Uh, Robert Kuzami with more of, oh, it, just, it, it has a harsh finger wagging here for Michael Cohen. And um, maybe mm-hmm. a, a little very thinly veiled message for anybody else involved. A couple of points I'd like to make. First, these are very serious charges and reflect a pattern of lies and dishonesty over an extended period of time. They are significant in their own rights. They are particularly significant when done by a lawyer. A lawyer who, through training and tradition, understands what it means to be a lawyer, to engage in honest and fair dealing and adherence to the law. Mr. Cohen disregarded that training, disregarded that tradition, and decided that he was above the law and for that, he was going to pay a very, very serious price. Oh! With respect to the campaign finance violations, the campaign finance laws are designed to prevent the use of illegal money in elections and to maintain the integrity of those elections. Mr. Cohen made guilty pleas um, for those campaign violations, and those are core violations. And what he did was. Uh, he, he, these pleas remind us that it is illegal for corporations to make contributions um, to candidates uh, and it is illegal to make contributions in excess of the amount that Congress set for individuals. That is a strong message today and we will not be, uh, uh, we will not fear uh, of prosecuting additional cor- corporation fin- uh, campaign finance cases. Oh. Lastly and perhaps most importantly this case uh, is unique uh, in many ways. Just witness. I'm going to pause it right there because that 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 we're not going to be afraid to prosecute further campaign finance uh, cases. That to me was like that was like um so Trump or any other co-conspirators. <laughs> yes. Unindicted. 
We we <laughs> might <laughs> we might attempt to remove the un. We are going to dite yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Or another way to put it, orange is the new orange. Yes. <laughs> um, something that's been rolling around in my head. Um, I, I haven't been really connected to everything because, as you all know, we closed on the house Thursday, and I can't believe it's only been a couple of days since then. So we've been up at the house for the you know Saturday and Sunday and just listening to the news from the outside looking in. And one thing that amazes me is that, you know, we heard a whole bunch from, from Rudy Giuliani this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, last week we heard from Jay Sekulow. And so these guys are supposedly, and they are, they're Trump's attorneys. The one person we never hear from is the one attorney for, from Trump, for Trump. And that's um, Attorney Poole. And Poole was oh, okay. the um, he was he was the dude that was the uh, impeachment lawyer for Bill Clinton. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is still working for for Trump. You never hear from him. You never hear anything coming out of his office. You never hear anything. And I find that very very interesting. Might not like, mean yeah. anything to you know the, you know us three, but you had. Tr- Giuliani's out there saying stupid fucking yeah he needs to go back he needs to slither back into his crypt for a little while after this I don't think he's going to do any good um, with this he's doing no good for Trump not that I want anybody to do good for Trump no no I I, I think no good for Trump I, I I, I will bet anybody five bucks we won't see Rudy for at least a week two weeks um because <laughs> of because of what they ran on on Fox, so if anybody wants to take me up on that bet, um, I, I'll say Rudy's going to go away for about two weeks at least. Two weeks. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. If I'm wrong, I say he's I'll on pay up. new morning in the morning. All right. <laughs> I might you be PayPaling Joe CNN five bucks tomorrow morning. <laughs> wow. So I think so. Well, do you want me to? Let, let me right, let, let me play. The, I'll be I'll be bookie. You go. <laughs> let me play the 10%. last. Let me play the last part of this clip. Uh, the gathering of all of you here today, and in other ways, it's unique as well. But in the really important ways, this case is not unlike many cases that my office, the United States Attorney's Office, brings, that the entire Department of Justice brings, and that the law enforcement agencies do as well, including the FBI and the IRS. This case has more in common with all those cases because they all share the same message. And that message is that the rule of law applies and that for uh, law enforcement, all of whom are gathered here, uh, it is it is our commitment that we will pursue and vindicate uh, those who, uh, who choose to break the law and vindicate the majority of people um, who live law-abiding lives um, who follow honest and fair dealing and live lives of lawful behavior. Um, the message is that we are here, prosecutors are here, law enforcement is here, the Department of Justice is here, the law enforcement agencies here. We are a nation of laws and the essence of what this case is about is justice and that is an equal playing field for all uh, persons in the eyes of the law and that is a lesson that uh, Mr. Cohen uh, learned today, and it is a very harsh one for him. 
Oh, well, (laughs) I feel so bad for him now. No, I don't. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This reminds me of the old joke uh, of the guy that went to hell and he was being shown around by the devil. And they opened the one room and uh, all they heard was a low hum. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody in the room was up to their up to their chin in shit. Okay. And he said, what are they saying? What are they humming? <laughs> They're saying, don't make waves. Don't make waves. <laughs> they are up to their chins in shit tonight. Oh, they are. <laughs> they better, and they better not be making waves. No, no. All right, well, on that note, we're going to, this is our top story tonight. We got some other audio, but I don't even know how relevant it is at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, but hey, it's all right. News. <laughs> there, there may be people jumping out of out of windows tonight. Oh yeah, know. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, a little defenestration going on. Mm, so. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, run to the break. Uh, just uh, for fun, for all you actually for all you Trump cultists out there, I thought maybe you're probably you Trump cultists are probably. I, I think I know what their mantra is uh, tonight. Uh, is shut up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So uh, for for Trump cultists, I'm playing this for you from Macaroni. Fuck you, um, and ah. all, and also fuck you. <laughs> so uh, all right, we'll be right back with more. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. That's my promise. I guarantee it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know how good that guarantee, what that guarantees worth. All right, we'll be right back right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com When you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart 
what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right, they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a worth it's showtime. Uh, it is showtime. Welcome back to it, uh, to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. And this is... Uh, yeah, uh, big news day. I'm hoping this is one of those days 
where we're all we can all say i remember where i was when you know the number eight became so popular uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. Hey, for a witch hunt, we got uh, a bunch of witches here. <laughs> Holy shit! We got goblins. We got wow, ghouls. We, um, uh, we, they're going to need a new penitentiary just for the Trump administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like um, a Bigly Max prison or a Be Best yeah. Max. <laughs> trump university go pricks. <laughs> oh yeah well we, we could lock them up in trump there university go pricks they haven't used that for anything in a while uh and trump. of course rain from four freedoms blog in washington dc welcome back to the program hi so i have two things to say all right one i have a feeling that there's a certain condominium that's going to go on the market in Alexandria, Virginia. It's a great location. Oh yeah. Yeah. Says it's who? It's only been it's only been raided by the FBI once. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the other thing I want to remind people of is um, we should keep in mind who one of the other clients that Michael Cohen had. Uh, his name is Sean Hannity. Mm. Who has to be shitting his pants tonight? I think he's yeah. showing reruns of uh, Hazel tonight. Hazel. Just, <laughs> just, just put it out there, man. Sean Hannity, I don't know what's going to happen on his show tonight, but y'all remember <clears throat> Cohen said that, was it Cohen who said that? I can't remember. There's so much shit, but Kennedy was a Cohen client. Yeah. So, so I'm just saying. I think that Sean. I think Sean, Sean Hannity. I don't want anybody I, it, to stop listening, I got, but I got no. DVR the show tonight. I got a prediction about Sean Hannity. He'll be like, "It's only nine months until the deviants gather in Florida for spring break, and here's pictures of them in their bikinis." <laughs> <laughs> you could be right. He'll play all, know, his, his entire B roll of uh, hot teens in bikinis. I just I just came up with a great idea for the title of a book about this whole Trump thing. Destroyer Kurt just said, "What do you call a witch hunt that nabs a bunch of witches?" And I said, "Salem." This yeah, like a, I, I put a, like a witch a, find a witch find. <laughs> I, I think that's what they should call the book about the you know all the presidents men we call this Salem. <laughs> I love it. Oh God. Yes, the new Salem. Salem's lot of loonies. Wow, yeah, this is like Spot the Looney on uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> on uh, Monty Python. Spot yeah. the Looney. <laughs> Spot what? the felon. Says who? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God, this is this is too good. Uh, so let's get to uh, um, let's get to the the clip from Guliani talking to Chunk Toad earlier. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love calling him Chunk Toad. So I never, but it, other people want to call him Chuck Todd, uh, Chuck Toad, but <laughs> I like Chunk Toad. <laughs> it's like he's just a chunk of a toad. So um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, you know, and and uh, Ch- Todd does some okay journalism, but still, I mean, he's not. He's never going to be forgiven for what you know, the bullshit he pulled. Uh, on the Obama administration, saying, "Oh, you got to sell this to the media." 
We're not going to tell yeah. people what it is. Um, yeah, it's not our. It's not my job. Not my to job. Fact check. Yeah. Remember that that one? Oh yeah, yeah I did. No sir, I didn't. No like sir, it. I don't like it. Yeah, didn't like that. Shut up. So, uh, but here's Chunk Toad with uh, <laughs> bloated, uh, bloated uh, Rudy Doe from the East River. <laughs> You know, like John Doe, <laughs> John Doe, Rudy Doe, uh, so, uh, Rudy Doe, uh, or kind of, he kind of does look a little doughy now. And his, I don't know if anybody's noticed this, but his <laughs> his teeth, his top teeth look like they're starting to flip upside down. It's like they're tilted, and it it just looks like <laughs> the more he talks, it looks like they're just going to completely rotate, so that his gums will be on the bottom and his teeth will be I think they're, on the top. I think they're fusing with the bottom ones. <laughs> Bottom teeth don't look like they have dentures at all. No, his my, bottom my teeth. Just texted, his bottom teeth are baby corn. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> my friend texted me. He says, "By the way, where's Rudy's neck?" <laughs> in the east. Well, the East River will do that <laughs> to you River. if you're soaking it. You're soaking in it. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's got like you know, uh, he's got a. Um, like rotten baby corn for for lower teeth, and then like these big, you know, greasy sh- chiclets for uh, the top that are now now you know again uh, spending that much time in the water. I think part of his gums swelled up on one side, and it's forcing them down on the other. He was he was called America's mayor at one point. Uh, mm-hmm. uh you know how many times I've yeah, heard I, that in recent history. Uh, I hate that. Uh, you know how many times I've heard him called that lately. Zero. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but uh, anyway, here we go. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, a.k.a. Uh, Rudy Doe with Chunk Toad from this Sunday. In the Trump Tower meeting itself is at least uh, evidence of you better investigate. It's a, it's a, it's a, how is it not? Well, because the meeting was uh, originally for the purpose of getting information about about Clinton. The meeting turned into a meeting. Which in itself, it's attempted collusion. I understand. You just said it. It meeting was intended to get dirt on Hillary Clinton from a Kremlin lawyer. No, no. That was the intention of the meeting. You just said it. That was the original intention of the meeting. It turned out to be a meeting about another subject, and it was not pursued at all. And, of course, any meeting uh, with regard to getting information on your opponent is something any candidate's uh, staff would take. If someone says, I have information about your opponent, you would take that meeting. If it happens to be from the Russian government, she didn't represent the Russian government. She's a private citizen. I don't even know if they knew she was Russian at the time. All they had was her name. She was Russian. I think they knew she was Russian. But well, they okay. knew it when they met with her, not when they set up the meeting. You, you told no. me, you, oh, you asked oh, me, oh, you know, oh, did they show an intention to do anything with oh, Russians? Chuck. Well, all they knew is that a woman with a Russian name wanted to meet with them. They didn't know she was a, oh. a, a representative oh, of the Russian Russia. government. And indeed, she's not a representative of the Russian government. So this is much ado about nothing. Plus, the president of the United States wasn't at that meeting. He didn't know about that meeting. He found out about it after. And by the time he oh. found out about it, it was nothing. Let me ask so, you this. I mean, Let me just this, go back this, to the core. This is their oh, case yeah. for collusion. Yeah. Good luck, Mueller. Well, oh, <laughs> there's so much there to unpack. Well, you know, yeah. we didn't know she was Russian. The email that Don Jr. got from that Ammon? toad over there in England said, said uh, Russian government... Uh, and, and 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 said that she was a representative of the Russian government uh, who yes. wants to help your father. 
Well, and not only that, not only that, he he just lied too because, you know, the story ran from what my recollection was. Oh, it was originally supposed to be about Russian adoptions, but then it turned into dirt on Hillary. Uh huh. You know, it turned into dirt on Hillary after Don Jr. released the emails. Yes, and here and here here's where where, where Tim Russert would not have let him get, get away with that. If Tim Russert was there and he said she was just a, a girl with a Russian name, he would have said, okay, I want you to look at this letter, this email that says the Russian government wants to help your father. And the yeah. response that said, if it's what I think it is, I love it. But you know what? Here, here's he the thing. I, I, I can't stand, I can't stand Chuck Todd. I, I have not been able to stand him I don't. I don't like to listen to him at all. But one thing I have to say is that at a certain point, Chuck was. This interview was very interesting to me because Chuck was actually asking. He was trying to ask questions based on what Julie Giuliani said, <clears throat> and then suddenly Giuliani, it, it 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 sounded like he just took a whole entire spoonful of sugar. Where you you nobody I don't care if it was Edward R. Murrow could have gotten anything in. I liked his high pitch. No, it's not. You know, I, I, when I so heard I, that, I, I thought you should get that for a drop. The point the <laughs> point that I'm trying to make is that yes, we should hold Chuck Todd to the standard that we want to hold him at. But if you if you go back and listen to that clip again, he just went from like sort of crazy to manic. Oh when he yeah. said, you know, she she was she she's he actually said that this this woman was a citizen. And I've heard this I've heard this clip time and time again and I'm like a citizen of who? America? Cuz she's not a citizen of America. Are you defending mm-hmm. the fact that she might be a citizen of Russia? To me that's something that keeps coming back to me. So mm-hmm. I think that Chuck Chuck was just he, he he had a whole lot of fertilizer that was thrown on top of him. Well, he did, but I mean that was an obvious thing when he said they didn't know she was Russian until the that, email going, said going back, the, she's a Russian lawyer. Going back to that, they didn't know she was a Russian citizen, and Rudy Giuliani said she was a citizen, a right. private citizen. He is alluding either either because he's stupid or he's trying to mislead. He's trying to make it sound like she's a private American citizen. It was, yeah, it was an outright lie. Because, he, yeah, he made it sound like, well, it was just a girl with a Russian name. Yes. Yeah. And that's not what the email said. The email that's said a big that problem she, you'll be meeting with a lawyer who will be representing the Russian government. Yes, that was in the email. Who wishes to help your father. And, if, and I, I'll say it again. If Tim Russert was doing that interview, he would have slammed that right up in his face right then and there i know well it always was but, yeah understood understood but we don't have we, a lot of tim russert's with... left Mm-mm. yeah but yeah that's a really it's really frustrating but I mean, yeah I, you know we, none I of us are fans saying, none of us are fans of chuck todd I, I, even in the chat room uh sandy is like chuck todd is worthless absolutely uh and da- and david gregory was horrible too she says um true <sighs> Um, and, uh, but yeah, in, 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 uh, uh, unfortunately in this day and age, everybody's still obsessed with that ac- uh, uh, access thing, 
But with the Trump cult, I mean, look who we're given. We're given Giuliani's, you know, so don't yeah. be afraid to be tough on them. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Joe. But, you know, I, I would love to see Giuliani talk to Jake Tapper. You know, mm-hmm. th- that would be mm-hmm. interesting. I'd love to see him talk to Lawrence O'Donnell, you know, Rachel Maddow, uh, you know. Oh, he's never going to talk to that. <laughs> Just, no. I'm, I'm so. sorry. You, y'all can hear my rain. Yes, it happens. It's mm. uh, it's okay. So uh, so anyway, uh, let's uh, let's get to a, a little bit of, of what Trump uh, what Trump is really afraid of right now, and that is what he's he and Giuliani have been describing as uh, perjury traps. And uh, in this segment, uh, I've got a clip from Reuters. Jeff Mason from Reuters did an exclusive interview with Trump the other day. And this is a little bit, a little clip from a video from Reuters News. But then I have some pretty interesting stuff from Chris Cuomo I think we can try and get to in this segment, too. Trump, in an exclusive interview on Monday, said he was worried that speaking under oath in a sit-down interview with special counsel Robert Mueller could result in perjury charges against him. Reuters White House correspondent Jeff Mason talked to the president. He said he agreed with his attorney, Rudy Giuliani, uh, that sitting down with Mueller for an interview was potentially a perjury trap. That said, he did not say specifically whether he would do an interview. He he declined to comment on that when we asked. The White House and the Mueller team have been going back and forth on terms of a potential interview for months. In the Reuters interview on Monday, the president expressed fears that investigators could compare his statements with that of others who have testified in the probe, like former FBI Director James Comey, and that any discrepancies could be used against him. But despite his concerns, Trump said he would not interfere in the probe. He said that he was staying out of it, but he didn't have to. In fact, he thought he could run it if he wanted to, but he yeah. wasn't doing that. Um, we asked him if he was considering taking away Mueller's uh, security clearance after saying last week that he would be taking away more security clearances going forward. And he said he hadn't given a lot of thought to that and didn't want to comment on that. I actually have audio of Trump uh, being confronted with the idea of a, of a perjury trap. <laughs> Yeah, he was scared. Uh, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Uh, But now, now this this to me is is really important uh, because Chris Cuomo. This is a long clip because uh, let's let's take into account who he you know you know Kavanaugh, his pick for the Supreme Court, right? Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to talk perjury traps. That man had a hard-on for Bill Clinton. Oh. And, and, and uh, Cuomo put up the some of the questions uh, that, you know, uh, were laid out for Clinton. You know, it, it was like, and, and, and Cuomo shared some of the language and everything. So, you know, but again, this guy who was just, you know, hell-bent on on going after Clinton back in the day, the the, the compare and contrast, and plus that that um, I wish I had it, but the Mitch McConnell audio that's floating around there of old Mitch saying, you know, oh how dare the media go after Kenneth Starr? He's a fine man doing this investigation into the president, and it's deeply disturbing. And now, you know, 
not a peep out of uh, McTurtle, you know? Mm. So, but uh, but this is interesting. Because uh, Cuomo lays it out. This is a long clip. Very long clip. But I'll pause it about halfway through. So here's, uh, here's part one. And I want you to keep two things really clear in your mind, okay? A perjury trap is what the counsel to the president, Rudy Giuliani, and the president himself keep saying, that's what they're worried about. That's what's waiting for the president if he testifies. We have no reason to know that. A perjury trap is a form of arguable prosecutorial misconduct. This is a form of entrapment. You're not supposed to do this. They're not supposed to bring you into an interview just to try to get you to lie. And the precedent is... Well, did they bring you in for fact-finding purposes, or was it just to get you? That's the argument they're making about Flynn now, that he was trapped. They trapped the president, too. We have no reason to believe they want to do that. There are plenty of questions this president could ask, and you could argue that only he can answer. Perjury is what they're really worried about. A material misrepresentation of fact for the purposes of deception. It's a crime. So the idea, well, if they believe Comey instead of Trump, then that's it. That's not it. It's a crime. They would have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay. now I argue that Rudy uses this phrase because it's part of their narrative that the president is being victimized. But what they're really worried about is perjury, that the president is going to do something to himself. He's going to freelance. He's going to go off script. He's going to embellish in a reckless way that will be abusive of the truth. And in that context, it could be a crime. The scenario they want you to accept is this one about Comey and Trump. Different stories. Prosecutor likes Comey, doesn't like Trump. Remember the narrative that Trump is the victim, right? And then they're going to get him for perjury. Again, it's not how it works. But that's why the president blurted out today that even if I'm telling the truth, that makes me a liar. <laughs> well, no, no, you're just a liar because you never truth, tell the truth. Okay. And when Rudy said, the truth is not the truth, that's another <laughs> riff on the same rubbish. That's not the way it works, and Rudy knows it. Perjury is a crime, not a preference. You have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Now, did you see the memo that Judge Kavanaugh, now Judge Kavanaugh, wrote when he was working for Ken Starr? For- okay, I'm going to pause it right there. So, uh, so yeah, they're, they're, they're just screaming and crying because they know how it's going to go down. They know that there's way too much evidence you know, this isn't about, you know, a blowjob or did you ever insert a cigar into Miss Lewinsky's vajayjay, you know, or other crude shit like that. It's not about that. This is about detailed payments, meetings, uh, collusion that could lead to conspiracy. This is about so much shit. Because, you know, we, you know what happened with Manafort? That's not the Russian conspiracy. What happened with Cohen? That's not the Russian conspiracy. They're still working on the Russian conspiracy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was other shit. That was other shit. You know, I mean, you know, uh, but some of the Manafort dealings might have some very direct ties into some of these oligarchs that Trump has been known to run with. And that's it's it's going to take a matter of time to establish those connections. And so, you know, again, these aren't going to be some filthy little salacious questions like, you know, uh, Kavanaugh, that shitbag, you know, when he was working for Ken Starr, wanted to ask. So so let's let's hear this and then we'll 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 run through this, uh, say a couple things and then uh, we'll pick it up after the break. Different president. 
the questions that he wrote. The salacious and disgusting questions, that's what's going to be the headline. A lot of people are going to avoid them. Not me, but not for the reason that you think. What came before it, this page, this is so meaningful. Why? Because Kavanaugh was working for Starr, and he was under attack by then-President Clinton. And they came to really resent what was being done, and it created a hardness and a harshness on the team. That's what Rudy has reason to worry about, that a memo like this is sitting on Mueller's desk right now. Look at some of the things that Kavanaugh, remember, this is the man that the president wants to be our next Supreme Court justice, okay? This is what was coming out of him. We're not going to give him any break unless he resigns or confesses to perjury when he comes in. In the end, I'm convinced that there really is no reason to give him any slack. The idea of going easy on him is abhorrent to me. Listen to the reasoning. What he has especially convinced me of, the appropriateness of obtaining his full and complete testimony. Why? He goes on to talk about how, because he's lied, he's lied to the American people, he's lied to his aides, and he has disgraced this office, the independent counsel, the special counsel with the case of Mueller, a sustained propaganda campaign that would make Nixon blush. This is what they're worried about. Now you get to the juicy bits. The seven out of ten questions that he came up with for President Clinton are of the most vulgar. I'm actually going to block him a little bit just in case my kids are watching. Vulgar <laughs> nature that he could muster. There's all kinds of raunchy stuff in these questions. What Clinton did to Monica, what he did to himself. But here's the point. Before you get upset at me for putting these questions up here and say that's offensive. Many of you who will find this sexual language offensive are the same people who think Kavanaugh should be our next Supreme Court pick. He wrote <laughs> all of these. This was what his, his, was in his head, what he thought was right to ask a president of the United States. And why I'm using them is I want you to look at the form of the question. Because, again, it's a window into what Trump's team is worried about. If Monica Lewinsky says, ooh, that was terrible. If Monica Lewinsky says this, would she be lying? That's a specific way to ask a question, and here's why. It's laying it out to a guy that you already know what happened, so don't try to control the narrative. And if you deny what we know happened, you may be lying. And if you don't agree with it, you may be materially misrepresenting. That's tough to handle, especially for someone like Trump. And that's what his folks are worried about. Not what will be done to Trump, but what he will do to himself when he's confronted by smarter people who are motivated to show that he has lied and falsely disparaged the special counsel. Ah. Nice. Good job, Chris Cuomo. I'm going to, you know, just uh, give him a little amen there. Amen. That was a smart way to set that up and especially draw the connection to, uh, to you know, the Kavanaugh pick because he picked a guy that was hell-bent on forcing, you know, Clinton to, to admit he perjured himself or resign in, in, that, in that statement he wrote. And that's where that memo, and that, and again, he is terrified that Mueller's team has a similar memo, but I don't think they do because they're not that unprofessional. I think they know just they're getting him not in that there. Disgusting. Yeah, once I think they know once they get him in there that he's just going to do what he does, and he can lie to his base. In his base is like, oh, we love you no matter what. You're just fucking with the media. You're just fucking with the fake news. We love you. Say whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Thank you for what you do to us, sir. Like Gene Huber said. Um, you know, and 
<laughs> they're, um, yes. Yeah, so, oh, I'm sorry. I got to play Gene Huber. Thank you, sir, for what you do to us. Yeah, thank you, sir, for what you do to us. <laughs> um, Said the soybean farmers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everything, everything that he is terrified about is everything that his side represents. It is that, it, you know, he's scared of a perjury trap because he's got the perjury trap guy on in his pocket. You know, Giuliani's probably tried that shit, and it's wrong. But, you know, they're dealing with some seasoned professionals who love this country, understand how the law works, and know that Trump doesn't care about anything but himself and being loved and that isn't the setting at which he will excel. So he'll be his own downfall. They don't need a perjury trap. They don't. They just need him. He's his own perjury trap. <laughs> so, uh, but, That's right. But we're going to go ahead uh, and, and run to the break, and we're going to pick up right where we left off. So if you guys have any thoughts, make notes or whatever you got to do, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pick it up. And uh, maybe we'll start do. maybe we'll just do open phones for off and on through the next hour if people want to call in so um but uh but wait until we come back from after the break and we get things rolling again but we'll be right back with lots more turn up the night the tuesday edition uh brought to you by the number eight turn up the night with kenny pick occasionally i get a jerk like you here so thank you kennypick.com this is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Now, on with the show. Says who? Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Worldwide, Radio for Humans. My name's Kenny Pick. That's my promise. I guarantee it. 
<laughs> I'm still trying this thing out. Do I want to say, my name's Kenny Pick. That's my guarantee. I promise. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, welcome back to the show, of course. Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Is it still raining, Rain? It, it is still raining. We have thunder. And I am Rain from Indie Media Weekly, radio for humans. And I am not a bot. No, not a bot. And I actually tell you, I'm not a bot. I'm a human being. I'm not a bot. Do, 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 do. I'm not a bot. Do, 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 do. I'm not a bot. <laughs> and Joe Santorsis, Grand Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to the program. Well, I just looked at the radar, and um, that storm that you're getting rain, it's headed my way. Uh, it's not my fault. Oh, it's it's coming down here, too. I might have to shut my window in a second. Here, uh, let's listen to the Abbottabad jingle, uh, and I'll shut my window. Abbottabad. 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 Okay, that that bought me time to shut one window. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, man. Right now, the, the freaking orange dotard is in West Virginia. Yeah. Holding a rally. I'm looking forward to seeing what Twitter has to say. Oh, and and this is this is hilarious too because living in Long Island, our our cable guru uh, says it's only being aired on Fox, Fox Business News, Fox Business News, and uh, OAN uh, or whatever the America. Oh, one, that's one, one of, yeah, that's one of those Trump networks on YouTube. Yeah, like One America Network or whatever the fuck that's called. Um, oh, that's good though. That's great. Yeah. Because everybody else is uh, uh, talking about uh, Cohen and Manafort, or Man Manafort, more like Manafucked. Says who? Uh, everybody. <laughs> so all of them. So, uh, so yeah. Did you guys want to talk about the the uh, the perjury trap thing a little bit? Sure. Did, did you want to chime in on that? Um, sure. J- yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go check a couple other windows. Go check a window. <laughs> all right. It was for 33 years, it was my job to adjudicate difficult unemployment claims. And there was an easy way to find out if a claimant that was in front of me and I was in interviewing was lying or not. And that was corroborating evidence. So it isn't always his word against that word. Right. It wasn't always the claimant that was in front of me and his employer. It was, well... I was fired for no reason. It was like, well, no, he was fired uh, for stealing money from the cash register, and then I would get a rebuttal, and they would say, well, no, I never stole it, and then I would go back to the employer, and they would say, well, yes, he did, and I have video, and three witnesses who will give you statements. That's what you call corroborating. Then you have a basis to say, Mr. Claimant, you're a liar. Well, it isn't he said, she said, and there are truths. The truth is, is that you have to look at the preponderance of the evidence and say, chances are, with three witnesses, a video, and a police report, um, you're lying. Go ahead, Ray. I'm back, too. Well, well, I, 
I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, you see, wait, 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 let me finish. The the thing is, is I keep hearing perjury trap, perjury trap, you know, this time and time again. And I completely agree with what you just said. I I think it's much more simple than, than all of that. I, I really do. The fact that, the fact that you have Giuliani saying, if we go to talk to Mueller, it's a perjury trap. And the fact, yesterday, the Reuters report, where Trump himself said, I can't talk to him because it's a perjury trap. They both are basically saying, I can't go in there because I can't tell the truth. Because if I tell the truth, I'm putting myself into my own perjury trap. Well, do you, do I hope you yeah, understand what right. I'm saying. I mean, I do. this is this is really amazing to me. And the way it's, the way Giuliani is trying to mitigate that is to say that there are two truths when there can't no, be. No, there's no truth. There can't be. Well, there, yeah, the, the he truth said is that. Not true. He's saying, well, one, you know, what his if he says what's true and and what what Comey said was true, well, then then you're gonna you know how do you tell? There's two truths to him. Well, there's mm-hmm. not two truths because you get corroborating evidence. But if I have 15 witnesses that heard that Comey told about what happened, and I just have Trump who lies 7.6 times a day, then you can corroborate and say, "Well, there's a good chance that you're the liar." And here, here's something, and I, I, I know I, I, we got to toss it over to Ken in a minute, but here's something that I just find amazing at this point is that. Rudy Giuliani is saying nothing short of the fact that his quote-unquote client will lie. Exactly. And his client actually (laughs) said, I am going to lie. And, And so going back to what you just said, Joe, when, you know, you did all this stuff when you, which, thank you for your service. No, no, I mean that. I'm not trying to be a smart ass about this. Thank you for your service for what you did to try to keep people honest. Giuliani and Trump said, we're going to lie. Mm-hmm. We can't We can't go to Mueller because Trump is going to lie. That's well, not we, a perjury trap. That's an admission that we're going to lie yeah. to Mueller. But the way he's trying to dress it up is to say, well, we're not going to lie. We're going to tell the truth. And Comey's going to say he is. You're giving and, him too much credit. Well, that's what he said. I, I'm, I'm, I'm I just telling what he said. He said that to Chuck Todd. He says, there truth isn't the truth and and what he where he was going with that was i mean we made a meme out of it and i think it's funny but in fact what he's saying is is that you can't tell which is the truth when it's one man against the other you got to believe one or the other and you're going to believe your friend mm-hmm. well no you don't have to believe one or the other That's because not the way the justice you use system works. right right you use corroborating evidence yes. if there is more people that can say that comey gave them contemporary contemporaneous evidence at the time they were t- he gave them notes and then he talked to them about it and this and you have trump over here who is the only other person in the room saying no it didn't happen well then you have a preponderance of the evidence on the side of comey except for the fact that trump actually told lester holt that he fired comey for yes well yeah Yeah, and and that's all evidence that's all evidence so sure sure. that's great that's great so uh, but i i do want to i do want to give out the number i want to get other people calling in um uh, the number is 330-536-1466. Uh, of course, we'll be taking phone calls uh, for the, in the bottom of this hour and, of course, the, the after name calling in the next. Um, but, yeah, give us a call. Tell us what you think about, you know, uh, uh, what, what do you think will happen with uh, 
with Trump. It, it, you know, uh, I mean, is it that simple that he's his own perjury trap, or do you know something? If you is there something we haven't thought of that you have? Um, and not only that, I would like to throw out another number other than the number eight for everybody right now. The de- the num the number is seventy six, and not seventeen seventy six, but seventy six days until the midterm elections. And th- because uh, it, it, a question was asked in the chat room, um, and uh, by Destroyer Kurt, cousin Curtis, he said, um, "Will uh, will the GOP turn on Dotard now?" And Joe's answer is right. No, they're not going to no, turn. They never on. will. So no, and this—that's so frustrating. Oh. So seventy-six days away from the midterms, mm-hmm. and this is the craziest day of Trump's fucking days in office. This is the, is craziest, the craziest of day? all. It With might the, be right. I, I I think it is. I really think it is. And I'll tell you what, the Mueller team—they—they they got to be counting their lucky fucking stars right now. Because that judge was being such an asshole to him, you know. I mean, because we mm-hmm. were we were shitting bricks over that. Well, that's what had me upset. I was telling yeah. Green this this afternoon. But my whole nervousness about the whole thing was the way that judge just pushed the prosecution around that courtroom. Me, yeah, me too. I didn't want to yeah. talk about it too much because I I was like, you know, I, knock on wood, didn't want to jinx anything, you know. I didn't disagree. No. I never disagreed, yeah. but it was just like 18 counts. Come on. Mm-hmm. Not a gambling and, woman, but 18. Yeah. And they found him guilty on eight. What? Eight. And, and what am I hearing? That 14 years is the minimum for, for what I he's looking at I think 14 right years now? is... They said they call that the, uh, uh, the sentencing guidelines. Yes. For those, for the, the charges. So... That's what they could go to. He probably they could give him six months. I mean, they, yeah, whatever. But be, fourteen years months. is yeah, fourteen years would be a death sentence for somebody his age. Well, he's sixty nine. He's as old as me. So, so fourteen years in prison puts you puts you to eighty three. Uh, it's your eighties. Where are you going? Here's, okay, can, please let me jump in. Please, go this ahead. is important to me. Talk. I don't care if he spends six months in jail, and he still has all of those guilty plea or those. He was found guilty. He's never going to be able to go back to his little Alex, and it's not a little condo in Alexandria. I disagree. Gonna, I disagree. I think that he'll going. find a way. I think he'll find a way to get to to squeeze. He'll get some kind of fucking consulting job, some kind of pity. You know, I basic, don't know. Basically, he'll get some kind of pity job from somebody that in Trump's orbit. That will keep him happy and wealthy for the rest of his life. The next part that I was going to say is that he still has to deal with the D.C. part of his show. Yeah. He's facing charges in D.C. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to say if he doesn't face any jail time, I'm fine. I just think that he he's going to have those guilty pleas hanging around his neck for the rest of his life. And this motherfucker, in my opinion, did not plea because... He knew if he plead, he was going to have to face the Russians. So let's just wait and see how this goes. He was found guilty on eight out of 18 counts. I am good with that. I, I know I'm, I'm a minimalist that way. I'm thrilled. 
and I think I think he's going to do much worse. Oh, and I think he's going to do much worse there. I I think so too. They said they have, they had a little under three hundred exhibits in this uh, in this uh, trial. They have over a thousand for that one. Alexandria is pretty liberal. D.C. is very liberal, and they also have um, the people who live in D.C. also have a little chip on their shoulder. I'm telling you, I don't think they're going to find nicer jurors than they had in Alexandria. And you know, something really weird happened after when his when the defense attorneys came out. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. No, I don't have cable anymore. I I, I, I heard. So I heard then, some of it. Just, well, what, what, in any in any event, they came out of the, the of the courthouse. And normally, in a situation like that, the first thing they're going to say is, is that we're very disappointed in the jury, we're very disappointed uh, in, in this thing, and uh, we intend to appeal this immediately. They didn't say that. They said they thanked the judge, they thanked the jury. They said they were deliberate, they uh, said they were disappointed, that their client was disappointed, and that's all they were going to say today. They didn't say they were going to appeal, which that is was, their right to do. That, was that may be telling. Yeah, well. Let's get back to what Rain was saying. You're facing D.C. next month. Much tougher trial. Way more evidence. If this wasn't a slam dunk, and nothing is, that's closer to a slam dunk than this was. Different judge, different court, much more evidence, much more serious charges. Different charges. Different charges and much longer sentences. He's got to start thinking now. And what I took from their – they didn't say they were going to appeal yet. He's got to be thinking – do I want to keep doing this? Or do I cut my losses and make a deal? Eh, if he wants to stay alive. Well, you know, I well, really feel that way. Well, and I, you know, there's a lot of people saying, you know, saying what we said. I saw I saw this being said on, on Twitter today uh, by, you know, people that get paid a lot more money to do this kind of thing than we do. Something we were saying weeks ago is that he probably Manafort probably doesn't want to be pardoned because they know he'll stay alive in prison. Yeah. Because the Russians will fucking I, kill him. Yes. I it's really not a believe that's something I've, I've believed from the bottom of my heart for, oh. for months. You know who you know who tweeted it? Hey, if you're listening, former Senator Al Franken Al Franken tweeted it. Did he really? Yeah, he tweeted he said that his wife uh said that. So we're in good company there. I know, uh, you know, that's a Al Franken still did a lot of goddamn good for this country. Yeah. So, you know, but I I can't, you know. Um but yeah, you know, uh, uh, this is uh this is I, some, I, my, I, I'm going to predict that he's going to flip. Uh, Manif- really? M- Manafort. Mm-hmm. He's going to. I'm not manif- sure they even want him. <laughs> I don't know if they even need him <laughs> at this point. But uh, yeah, I think That's... I think he's going to. I think he's going to flip. I think he's going to make an offer. I think he realizes now. Eight out of eight. Uh, ten. Okay, they were hung. We don't even know what that was about. So we only go. We know. Eight eight runs, no hits, no errors. You're done. <laughs> you got so many sports uh, analogies for this. There you go. Do I want to <laughs> do I want to face this? Do I want to face the same team again? But do I want to face them with three times more evidence? And the charges are way more serious that carry way longer jail sentences. Or do I want to cut my losses now and say, hey, I know what went on. 
in the convention. I know who changed those amendments. I know what was going on. Thank well, you. Do you Trump think it, here's, here's, Do you think it's I'm real? Sorry, real? I just want to say, do you think it's real? Super coincidental, though, that all those Russians were indicted too uh, after Manafort was taken into custody. I mean, don't you think he probably has leaked a little bit of information to them? I mean, the Russians, if it's it, you know, if that sounds conspiratorial, maybe maybe it is. But Russians are looking at it as like, oh, you dirty fucker, what are you doing to our people? You're selling everybody I, out because he's probably selling out everybody else that he can before he has to sell out Trump. I I actually I actually don't think that any of that and I don't I don't think that Manafort leaked any of it. I really don't. How about Gates? I, but, well, we don't know about Gates, and we also don't know about Flynn and his and his um his sentencing was delayed again today. Good point. Yeah, that's that's true. So, Glad you brought that up. But the other thing that I think is important is so now now Manafort's been found guilty on eight charges, and all of just those eight charges. And I'm not I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. But all of those eight charges, I am pretty sure that all of the evidence that found him guilty in those eight charges are going to be able to be used as evidence in his DC trial. And so I kind of feel like he's really fucked. Mana fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love just, saying that. So you know, he was he, he was found guilty of these of these charges over here, and here's this evidence, and it's probably all of the evidence, by the way, in my opinion. And so they could just take all those boxes of evidence, and if they use the same moving company that Bob and I are using, two men in a truck, just bring them over to D.C. right across the river. Well, the he, trail's going to be late. <laughs> he's he's really screwed. He's really really mm-hmm. screwed. I think he realizes that. And I, I, getting back to what I said, the, the fact that the, the the defense attorneys said nothing today about an appeal, never even hinted at that. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if if he he just just you know what. I'm still pretty sure they'll take what I have, and maybe we should just cut it, cut, cut, cut a, cut a, cut a deal now, cut my losses. You know, he, yeah. like you said, they, the, the sentencing guideline right now, from what he's been convicted of, max of 14 years. Okay, that's terrible, but maybe I could get that down to six months with time served because I've been in, right, and stop the trial in uh, Virginia, in D.C. rather. And uh, cut a deal here. Mm, I don't know. I'm thinking. He's- I, I see what you're saying, but I don't know. It depends on it depends on how important well, Mueller's what he, team what thinks. he has, and if they think he yes. has something important. But I think he would be a very, very important corroborating witness if if call, if if uh, man, if, yeah, if Mueller is going to write a report and name Dumpy as. A co-conspirator, <laughs> an unindicted co-conspirator. Uh, it, it does come down to, and I think you, this the is the more corroborating uh, witnesses you have, the better. I mean, just as a corroborating witness, yes. it's important. So I, I think, think he could cut a deal for something, and he may have something that would corroborate something they already know, or that's very important or very important piece. All I'm saying is, is that my prediction, and I don't know if it'll become true or not. He's going to flip before the DC trial. I, I think. I think. 
um, and you brought this up, Joe, I think it's really important that we get down to understanding what happened with the RNC and the fact that they flipped their campaign platform mm -hmm. and what, what Manafort had to do with it. Mm -hmm. So I, this is, and I, I believe, and I should probably go back and read the dockets and the charges, but I think this is important. Because I want to yeah. know what happened with that. And this is one of those things. I think this is why Manafort was charged. This comes down to the campaign finance conspiracy part of this. And I think that's the D.C. part of it, isn't it? Uh, that, I, I couldn't tell you that. Joe, yeah, do you have any? Yeah. Well, well on that note. Uh, we do have to go to the break. We got the Green News Report coming up. Um, and I hope, uh, Trump, while you're in West Virginia, you get a nice big mouthful of coal ash from, uh, uh, you know, or, or drink some of that fucking toxic sludge out of one of those, uh, what I forget what they call those, those toxic coal ash lakes they have. Um, yeah. Those hey, are when, I was, when I was 10, I had to eat coal ash for breakfast, and I liked it. I think they might need to get <laughs> there. You go. They might need to get uh, um, a mountaintop removal team in there to uh, shave down that thing on Trump's head while he's there. You know, they they probably could find a lot of oil underneath it, <laughs> and definitely a little lump of coal that that he calls a brain. All that stable genius. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and run to the Green News Report. When we come back, name-calling, birthdays, let us know if you got them. And, of course, uh, we'll take phone calls since nobody called this segment. Uh, we'll do phone calls. And then I have something fun for the end of the show. I have something fun for the the, the, uh, for the, the entire last hour. Mad Libs, of course, but I have some, uh, I'm going to debut some wacky uh, audio that I, I, I might want to use for uh, new bumpers for Indie Media Weekly Radio for Humans. My name is Kenny Pick. That's my guarantee. I promise. We'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com it's Tuesday, August 21, 2018. No single regulation threatens our miners, energy workers, and companies more than this crushing attack on American industry. Trump's move to replace Obama's clean power plan will increase global warming and air pollution. Australia's conservative government abandons its emissions targets. Plus, the Interior Department cancels plan to sell off land stripped from National Monument. For now, all of those stories and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. This July we just had was the hottest month ever in California's history. Uh, applause. <laughs> Trump fans, this is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter, and now Donald Trump 
Wants to make it hotter still, apparently. Yes, apparently he does. The Trump administration is proposing to significantly weaken U.S. climate policy. Two years ago, President Barack Obama announced his landmark clean power plan, the first ever carbon emission standards for the nation's power plants to reduce the U.S. contribution to global greenhouse gas emissions that cause dangerous global warming. We're the first generation to feel the impact of climate change and the last generation that can do something about it. And that's why I committed the United States to leading the world on this challenge, because I believe there is such a thing as being too late. Now, the Trump administration is formally proposing its own replacement for the clean power plan. Of course they are. Obama came up with the last one. we got to get rid of that. Everyone knows it. Critics say it will significantly weaken efforts to reduce U.S. carbon emissions. According to the New York Times, the Trump proposal will allow states to set their own emission standards or even opt out of setting any standards altogether. The Washington Post calculates Trump's proposed replacement would release 12 times more carbon dioxide emissions into the atmosphere than Obama's plan would have over the same time period. Trump's EPA intends to argue that Obama's EPA exceeded its federal authority in proposing the Clean Power Plan emission standards, and Trump will focus on saving the utility industry $400 million in compliance costs every year and have only negligible benefits to the climate. But Obama's plan was crucial to meeting U.S. climate commitments to reduce greenhouse gas emissions under the United Nations Paris Climate Agreement. Which, of course, we're no longer in, so why do we have to meet those commitments? Actually, we're still in the Paris Climate Agreement, and we won't be formally out of it until 2020. Oh, well, details. Trump's proposed policy would also allow old coal plants to continue spewing deadly pollutant toxins like sulfur dioxide, nitrous oxide, and mercury into the air without having to upgrade their pollution controls. And there's the heart of the matter. Help out those coal people, and Donald Trump doesn't care how many people it kills or how much of the planet it suffocates. Obama's clean power plan would have been the pollution equivalent of taking 75 million cars off the road, while Trump's plan, at best, would be like taking just 5 million cars off the road. Energy analysts say it's unlikely the Trump administration's efforts to bail out the coal industry will stop its long-term decline in U.S. electricity markets because that is caused by cheaper natural gas and renewables, not regulation. For example, a new report from the Appalachian Regional Commission on Monday found no significant increase in coal jobs in the state of Kentucky under Trump's policies. You mean after all that Trump has done for coal miners, it's not increasing the jobs? At least not in Kentucky. Who could have predicted that over and over and over again, as we did. Trump's proposal will likely trigger a legal battle, but even if it ultimately fails, valuable time will have been lost in the interim as polluting industries continue releasing carbon dioxide emissions that will warm the atmosphere for a thousand years. Now, Trump is not the only leader abandoning climate action. On Monday, Australia's conservative Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull announced that he is abandoning Australia's targets for reducing carbon emissions, bowing to pressure from his party's climate change denier lawmakers who threatened to hold a no-confidence vote if Mr. Turnbull followed through on introducing mild policies to curb greenhouse gas emissions.
Meanwhile, the impacts of climate change are already here. From the unprecedented string of all-time high temperature records broken around the world this summer to a rash of deadly extreme rainfall events like in Kerala, India, which has received 40% more rainfall than average for this year in just a few weeks. That has triggered catastrophic flooding that's killed nearly 300 people and forced an estimated 800,000 people from their homes. Finally, a bit of good news, a small victory for public lands. The Interior Department's Bureau of Land Management late Friday canceled all plans to sell off land that has been stripped from Utah's Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument after a massive backlash from environmental groups and the public. So there's that. So there's that. We'll take it. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm going to clean up the mess I made. Maybe it's not too late. Maybe it's not too late. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show. And you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Says who? I don't love you leaving at all. <laughs> uh, now that Omarosa's been on every fucking show in the world talking all kinds of shit about the entire Trump uh, administration, I think that might be true. I don't love you leaving at all. Oh. <laughs> uh, and who knows if she's believable for half the stuff, but apparently she has video of Cohen on the... Um, on the airplane, uh, the campaign airplane, so that's fun. But anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Zero. Zero. Yeah, oh, God. Zero. Oh, he's so gross now. Zero. Uh, and, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. Hey, I'm really happy that Trump didn't come to Alexandria. I bet you are, you know, uh, there's a lot of, you know what, you don't want to be left with a whole bunch of shart stank when he's, you know, no. oh, I've been, I've been watching the chat as, as I can, and I'm not good at watching the chat, mm-hmm. but evidently that dude is saying some stupid, dumb ass shit. Oh yeah. I, oh. I, cat is a trooper. Kat, I, I was, Kat, I, she is. Yeah, yeah I, I I can't do it. I just fucking can't. You know, well, obviously I can't because I'm doing a show right now. But you know, I mean, he's just he's so fucking stupid. It's amazing. He's talking about pioneer men and women and how. No, that's neat. I, I like the quote that coal miners don't want to be retrained because they're it's, big men who want to dig coal. Okay, that's I, that's stupid. Listen, my grandfather was five foot seven. He weighed like 120 pounds, soaking wet. He dug coal for 30 years and died. Yeah, didn't want to do it. Believe me, 
he'd love to have been retrained. Yeah, and not only that, there's plenty other digging jobs out there. It doesn't just have to be for coal. We just hired well, a bunch of people to well, dig. If you're, living, if, if you're living in coal country, you can dig graves for coal miners. Yeah, there you go. You can do that. Or, you know, hey, w- w- what about a real infrastructure week? <laughs> um, Jesus. Jesus <laughs> that Christ. That would be odd. So anyway, I'm gonna. I want to get to. Uh, I want to get to name calling. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and do it tonight because I haven't done it in a while, and uh, and I just want to tell everybody before I get to name calling. My name is Kenny Pick. That's my promise. I guarantee it. So here we go. <laughs> All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. All right, in our chat room tonight, Mr. Adam Hebert from Mike Check Radio, Bobber in D.C. Of course, who can be heard on Turn Up the Night every. Friday night uh, for the last two hours. Our good buddy Clinster, uh, cousin Curtis, Destroyer Kurt, of course, of the band Destroyer Court. Uh, Francie, Francie Pants is out there. Uh, Heather is with us tonight. Welcome, Heather, as always. Jay Colley here as well. Cat in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, Ken Sr., hello, Dad. And uh, living on Long Island, of course, thank you for letting us know exactly where we could watch uh, uh, Sleazy Donald, uh, you know, bloviate and deflect from reality. Uh, Michelle and Miles uh, from Port St. Lucie, Florida, also heard on Mike Check Radio every, every Saturday. Our good friend, President. President apparently is has three accounts with us. Thank you. <laughs> Shows how much he loves us. Um, Sandy and Durwood is here as well uh, as Scooter Cans, too. Scooter Cans also has two accounts. Super fan. That's all I can assume. Uh, Theo is with us as well. Thanks again for the help with the Space Patrol programming. I hope you've been enjoying it. Not to be confused with Space Force. Uh, Tim Carmel from the Tim Carmel Show. Of course, Joe Santorso can be heard with his clown car there. And um, I got to say, I'm loving the Buddha. I wash my face with Buddha every morning. That little green tea smack wakes me up every day. Love it. And, uh, of course, Trojan Rabbit from Paul's Memory Bank is here as well. Uh, You can hear Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And he always has lots of fun with classic rock, novelty music, and, uh, you know, uh, and always has a theme. Most Mostly always has a theme. Um, and uh, I, I do know um, he was in here in the very beginning. Um, uh, 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 Grimmy. Grimmy was here. I don't know where Grimmy went. And uh, I know Caitlin Chris can't uh, listen as much uh, lately. But I wanted to give a special shout out to Caitlin Chris uh, when she listens to the podcast. She sent me a tweet the other day. She finally got to use the chili seasoning, my award-winning chili seasoning, two-year, two-time winner with that chili seasoning blood. First place last year, second place this year. I'm going to take home first place again next year. I promise you. I just got to come up with a... I forgot my topping. I forgot my damn topping for the fried chicken chili, and it's my goddamn fault. I got judged without the topping. And, And... and it was it was like judging my soul with part of it missing. Uh, so <laughs> I, I kid. Uh, I was happy to take home second place. And by the way, I got that bottle of sangria. I might as well drink it tonight. So <laughs> no, no, I'm drinking. I'm drinking beer tonight. Uh, first runner up. Third runner up. First runner up. First first runner up. That's right. So I'll take it. 
Uh, but yeah, so uh, phone lines are open. Uh, let us know if you have any birthdays. I didn't see anybody mention any, but I was in and out during the break. Uh, we have a visible listener tonight. Oh, we do? Oh, okay. She's not in the chat room, but it's Tammy Will. Hi, Tammy. Thanks for listening. Hello. Tammy is listening tonight. She's a friend of mine on Facebook and and on the Twitter. So nice. Just want to give you. her a shout out. She's not in the chat room, but all right. She and you, you know, you're free to not be in the chat room. And you know, as John Boehner says, I'm all for freedom. Congratulations. So there you go. <laughs> you know what? This reminds me of something. We're moving away from Alexandria, and we're moving away from a restaurant called Ramparts, where where John Boehner used to go all the time. Wow. Yeah. They used to have a bar that was grandfathered in where you could smoke. Oh, there you go. There you go. A grandfather bar. Uh, Adam Hebert Hebert from Mike Check Radio calling in. What's up, buddy? Hello. Hi. Hey, Adam. Yo. Well, uh, I've missed. I've missed most of the show. I'm sorry about that. That's fine. But what what like do you? What's on your fun. mind right now? Well, I I'm still working on preparing. Can can I say this? Can I say what's going on next week? Of course. Uh, I'm preparing for to. Uh, I'm basically taking over the airways next week for Kenny, giving you guys a well earned uh, week off, and. Uh, I've already picked out a special book of Mad Lips. There you go. Yeah. So so Fair next. Uh, yeah. So basically, what's happening next week is Rain is moving, and, and Joe. Bob. Uh, yeah, Rain and Bob are moving. <laughs> um, and uh, Joe has some season tickets that he needs to use up, right? And I, sh- the, t- next week should be the week where the garage is officially built. So, um, so yeah. So that's that's. We'll see what happens. So anyway, what else, Adam? What's up? Go ahead. Uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, getting well, a bad I, echo I, I, from you guys' phones, so uh, I think it might be Francie's line. But uh, what what are you? Uh, uh, it could also be me. I'm currently in the car with a box of Chinese food on my lap. Oh, that's that, dangerous. That's here. causing it. Chinese food is talking on the phone. Right. Oh, no, no, I'm talking kidding. on the phone. The Chinese food is in my lap. I'm saying it's It'll causing feedback. Fe- later, I'll it's, tell ca- you that. it's causing feedback because Adam's gonna feed on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, me, my sister, my parents. Yeah. But I yeah, figured. That's... What what kind of Chinese food do you have, Adam? Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure we have. Uh, cashew chicken, nice. fried rice. All right, love. Uh, chicken on skewers. Uh huh. Um, and I think maybe mushu pork. I, I don't know what my more. I'm, I'm just the muscle. Oh, there you mushu. go. Oh, that's good. You have to know how to roll that though. You got to be a witness. Adam, Adam, I have some news that you might want to talk about yeah. next week. Richard yeah. Spencer moved out of Alexandria, Virginia. He moved back to Montana. Moving to uh, poor John. <laughs> Francie with the Frank Zappa callback. Nice one. Moving to Montana. Can't John exile him? Can't John exile him permanently as king of Montana? 
moving to Montana. All right, all right. Uh, uh, let Adam finish up. Uh, uh, all right, what okay. else, Adam? Uh, nothing much. Uh, we're almost home, so I'll be able to tune in for you know, on my computer. And uh, like I said, we're going to have some fun. Oh, and by the way, Kenny, can you do me a favor tonight? Maybe. Uh, can you please ask Rain, Joe, and Bobber to submit some of their picks for, like, you know, adjectives, body parts, nouns, etc.? Um, uh, maybe. For, for That's... When? We're, we're on vacation uh, next yeah, week. Yeah, we're... Um, that's what I'm saying. I want to list. I want to list now. Are you so really I, giving us homework? All right. Yeah, let, let, that's more uh, of I a mean, Friday. That's more of a Friday thing because I got to go to work tomorrow. So we'll 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 see what happens. All right. So. Uh, okay. I'll play it by ear. All right. But uh, all right. It just well, to end, everyone. We're home. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. All right. Uh, Francie, good job on the I don't uh, do homework. Moving yep. to Montana. Yippee! Yay! Okay. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Huge Zappa fan. Huge, I love that. Huge. That was a little bit of trivia for you, Francie. I my very yes, first sir. my very first CD I ever owned was yeah. uh, a Ryko disc copy. It was a double album of Apostrophe and Overnight Sensation by Frank Zappa. Ah. Uh. He he was something else. He was also a brilliant person, brilliant human being. Mm-hmm. You know, said a lot of profound things that um, back in the day that have come to pass. Yeah. You know about the government and all that. Um, you know all that jazz. And he did was a brilliant. Him on the, did you ever see him, uh, Francie, on the Steve Allen show? No, not Steve Allen, but I've seen him like seen him on Dick Cavett. He went on the Steve Allen show and played a bicycle. Oh yes, I saw that. I saw that on YouTube. Yes, I did. Yes, I did see that. He was he was young. He was a kid. Yeah, I remember that, that right? video. They yes. Frank yes. Zappa. They call him. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, he was something else. In Topo Gigio. Oh. <laughs> I know. Wrong, wrong show. Wrong show. Uh, no, Ed so. Sullivan, the, the, fu- the funniest thing when I was a kid that I ever saw was the guy uh, who had the lipstick on his hand. Went, oh, God, whatever his name was, and he made his hand talk. That freaked the hell out of me. Senor Wences. Wetzel. Wences. Yes. Oh, my God. Some my of the mother things. had that album. Okay. Oh, some of the things on Ed Sullivan freaked the hell out of me. But... I missed all the um, excitement of the indictments and the arrests and all. Because Tim uh, in the chat asked me if I was celebrating because my our poor daughter Shannon had six wisdom teeth yoinked out today. Yowch! Six. 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 Is that even she legal? Two extras. Well, it's done. She's home. She's all right. And then one other quick story. She um yes she takes she allowed me to tell this. She's sitting here making faces with her swollen it's she's face. on she's on drugs, isn't she? Yes. Yeah, um, of course she's yesterday on drugs. she was coming home on the paratransit bus and she usually sits behind the bus driver and it's one of those little buses. Yes. All of a sudden, um, a passenger gets up and the bus is moving, mind you, puts the bus driver in a chokehold. 
Oh, oh my God! And he's and he's screaming and yelling. Let me off the bus. Call somebody. Blah blah blah. Um, he the bus driver managed to stop the bus before he almost passed out. People got out of their cars and ran and banged on the bus door. Let, let the guy guy go. People were filming. Somebody called nine one one. My daughter was just sitting there like in shock. Um, the police Six came and took three policemen and women to handcuff this guy. Oh my god! And come come to find out, he suffers from Alzheimer's. No one knows why he was on the bus alone, without anybody. Um, Shannon, poor Shannon, and that that was yesterday. And then today, she had her, all the teeth taken out. Is this my poor wife? Yes, my poor middle girl. So, give a little Shanny a little shout out. She's one tough cookie. Hi, Shanny. How's she doing today? Feel better. Yeah. Hi, Shanny. Yes. She have some ta- have some tapioca. Have some tapioca. She, yes, she's eating yes. pudding and soft ice food cream. and all that. Ice cream. Yes, ice cream. We well on the way home we got her a big giant vanilla milkshake. All right. Ooh. You know. Yeah, we're spoiling her, you know. She do deserves it, they, it but do they make her put that gauze in her mouth? Yes, yeah, she had to have that on the way home, but then uh, no more gauze. Uh, it's all different, Joe, from back in the olden days when oh, they yeah. pliers. They, they pulled mine out with a horse. <laughs> well, no, back in the olden days, um, the dentist sat on my chest and had the big pliers, you know, open oh, wide, yeah. kid. And just, you know, yoink, yoink. Well... <laughs> They just tied mine to the plow. It was gone. Yeah. Well, you know what? They tied him to tied the string around the tooth and the doorknob. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My daughter just said she knew they were sadists. <laughs> they are. Oh, I yeah. love her. Oh, all, my all poor little. Are they are. Well, are you an anti-dentite? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. I know. The next thing I'll be saying, they should have their own schools. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's okay, thank goodness. But I just wanted to share that. You know, things are wacky all over. All over the place. Things Someday, are wacky. You're never going to know. Like you never know what's going to happen. Dentist. Uh, dentist. Uh, dentist. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean things are wackadoodle all over the place, you know. Crazy. You said six with wisdom yeah, teeth. Six. Yeah, six. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they got a musical. Your temperament's wrong for the priesthood. Thank you, Tim Carmel. Tim Carmel. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Wasn't well, there a creepy dentist in um um the thing about the plant? Uh, yeah, little shop. That's oh, what. It, shop that's what horror. that's from. You, Steve Martin. That's, from. that's from. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's what I thought it was from. Not, I wasn't sure. I get my dentist mu- movies. Um. Yeah, there was a, quite a few creepy. Um, movies with dentists, like The Running Man with, uh, yeah, mm. yeah you know, that dentist. Oh, yeah. Hello. Shit. Uh, yes, dentists can See? be the, 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 um, nightmares of horror movies. They do. I had a dentist like that one in Running Man when I was a kid, and I wouldn't oh, go God. to a dentist for like 17 years. I, I, oh, yeah. You I were the running you. man. He pulled, 
Yeah, he pulled yeah, my tooth I, yeah. halfway out. Took him two hours to do it. <laughs> left it half out, and then told my mother, "I can't finish this. He'll have to go to a surgeon tomorrow." Oh my gosh! Had to go home bleeding with a half a tooth out. Oh my oh. god! Oh, I would. Yeah. Oh. Talk about fearing Dennis. Yes, yes. I know, especially when you're a kid. Dennis, we went into the wrong thing. It was the clerk. From <laughs> What's the that bank. noise? Are you pulling a tooth can. out? That's, that's God damn it, Kenny. <laughs> He's pulling a tooth out. No, that's Joe's Dennis trying to pull a tooth my out. Dennis, pull my tooth. Yeah, I will. Uh, you know, Shannon, Shannon's <laughs> all excited um, because her birthday's Saturday, so she can get her thing oh. Friday. Well, we can we can yeah. double it. We, if you want to put the phone out for her, for her to hear right now, we can okay. do it once tonight. Okay, Shani, so. come put your ear. Okay, good. Listen, so, hang on. Right. Here she's listening. All right, Shani, happy early birthday. We'll do this again for you on Friday. I'm so sorry about your teefers. Feel better. Enjoy the ice cream and stuff like that. Here's your birthday banner. Okay. Thank you. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday! You'll be a dentist. You for causing things. Some be a dentist. Anyway, there you go. We tacked a little something at you. You're welcome, Shani. Feel better. Happy birthday, Shani. Yes, happy birthday. Yay. Yay. Did you, get to keep the key? Did you get to keep the teeth? Oh, she didn't want them. Oh, I kept mine in a jar for a long time. Oh, God. <laughs> oh you like this kid, Howie Myers, who grew up yeah. with all his baby teeth in an Alka-Seltzer bottle with alcohol uh, and used to shake them? Yeah. Little, little Howie Myers. All right, well, Francie, Francie, I'm sorry. We got to let you go. We got one more call okay. coming in. So, we, we, okay, thanks for listening. We to love you. All my stories, and all right. you cheered my daughter up greatly. Good, Thank good. you. Love you guys. All right, bye bye. Bye. All right, four two five area code. Who is this? Where are you calling from? It's Theo. Kenny, how you doing? Hey, Theo. It's I don't Theo. have this number yeah. saved, so I'll have to I'll have to save it here. Hey, space so. patrolers. Space yeah. Patrol! Um, and, yeah, nobody Force. can do that like Dick Tufeld. I, I know. Anyway, I of up? all the ludicrous coincidences, I walked out of my own dentist's office today <laughs> just in time to, to check messages on my phone and see the headline about Paul Manafort and the guilty pleas. And I thought, wait a minute, they didn't give me any drugs. <laughs> Why am I seeing this? Oh, that's a I thing mean, of beauty. It was it was a flashback. Oh yeah, it was it was just yeah. I mean well it's a galactic improvement over dry socket, I'll give you that. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, I I absolutely want to see how this plays. I want to see what the hell happens with Rudy. I, I think he's he's I'm I'm with the opinion that he's going to vanish for a while because uh, put him back in the East River. Way too loopy. <laughs> well, yeah. My my own theory is that he's doing doing sort of punitive or therapeutic time in his crypt in his coffin because he was exposed to too much daylight and it made him a little too too wacky. I think uh, maybe he might take the time off to to get a prosthetic neck. I, you know, oh, no. I think it's a twist. Out there. I don't know what happened to him. I never liked him. 
I've said this before on this show. I've never liked him. I don't know what happened to the Rudy Giuliani who I didn't like after 9/11 and before 9/11 for the record to what what the what the what 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 is yeah, what is wrong I think with him? I think I have an idea uh, of what's going on. Everybody's heard of Kabuki Theater. I think what he's doing is Bukake Theater, which is just a whole <laughs> whole bunch of masturbation, uh, mental masturbation to please Trump and the cult. To what so. end? What is he getting at? Well, after, yeah, after well, the, the, the interview ending. he did this last weekend on MSNBC, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I thought this this was an act of complete dementia. I mean, I, worse, yeah. worse than Opus. I, I think that's what pushed Cohen over the edge, that, that interview he had with with uh and meet the press yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that threw him i mean Says who? do you do you, know, do you really think that Says he who? has dementia i'm i'm sorry i missed rain's point uh, do, you, do you really think that he is suffering from dementia i this is a real question i don't like to go there but i don't get well Historically, I would have to go back to somebody like Governor Earl Long in Louisiana in the late 50s who started making more and more eccentric and bizarre uh, moves, ultimately taking up with a stripper named Blaze Star. Ooh, uh, okay. Gee, does that I sound re- familiar? I remember, I rem- yes, I remember that. Um, and actually, the, he was finally declared mentally incompetent and locked mm-hmm. in, a, in a sanitary, well, it was a nut ward. Um, but from what Molly Ivins has had to say about it, uh, Earl's family moved him to Texas, had him undergo a, another competency examination, and the Texas doctors let him go. Apparently, he looked like a perfectly normal governor to them. <laughs> of um, course. So, you know, when you get comparative about that kind of thing, you you get a hint about what we may be in for as to people saying, well, crazy by what standard? You know, crazy isn't crazy. Dear yeah. God, I may That's have given really Rudy Giuliani point. his next line. Oh, <laughs> there you go. He <laughs> pointed out that, that his, his last... Sorry, sorry. go ahead. Say it again, Rain. I'm sorry. His last wife just left him a couple of months ago. He he doesn't seem right. And when I say he doesn't seem right, he was totally like... Con- just, you know, the idea yeah. of, of conservatism right-wing yeah. everything he he doesn't seem right well you know i mean his last wife might have left them but the, you know uh, uh uh family reunion season is still in effect right now <laughs> so it's gonna be okay there's hope rudy uh <laughs> i'm sorry well, but i will uh, let you go and let you guys all right talk. Thank i'm in you, the middle Theo. of getting dinner ready okay do you do but, that and thanks. we'll go to break <laughs> Yes, and the coverage has been great and hilarious and very insightful. So keep up the good work. All right, thank talk you, Talk to sir. you folks soon. All right, take Talk it easy, Theo. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. So, all right, I got Theo's Bye, number Theo. saved there, so that's good. Uh, and I will say there was a question asked earlier. I can't remember who said it. Oh, by the way, uh, people aren't ha- happy about uh, Bukake Theater. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but I will say Bukake, yes, does involve a penis. Well, a few. Um, and uh, yes, s- somebody asked if uh, maybe uh, it could involve really anybody. <laughs> but uh, in, in the question was asked, I forget who it was who asked if, if this clip would be available for Adam for next week. Don't say penis in the house. 
Yes, it will be. But unfortunately, I don't think the call-in number is going to be. Uh, Adam can't use the call-in number because I can't give him my login because I'm a, in in fear of Skype saying, "Oh, why were you logged in in Alabama and then logged in in Cleveland? Why are you cheating the system?" You know, so yeah. I don't want to risk losing the number again. So if you're interested in being on the show next week, get in touch with Adam. Um, and I'll set him up with that in the reverse call-in jingle. So he could do reverse call-in with a couple people if you want. Uh, but Miles and Michelle will be filling in uh, next week as well. So uh, it, it, get, be here. Give them lots of love. Give them lots of support. And um, uh, they're going to have lots of fun uh, subbing for us. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. Uh, but uh, we'll be here next Friday, so don't worry. But on in, uh, but we still have one more hour t- to go tonight, so let's get to it. Let's go ahead and go to the break. And for uh, for Francie, we're the on with the show twirling edition um, uh, uh, break segment here. We'll be right back with lots more fun here on Turn Up the Night. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, smooth talking, jive talking, street thug. KennyPick.com. Light out. Everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. There hasn't been any non-evidence yet. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Of course, Indie Media Weekly, radio for humans. My name is Kenny Pick. That's a promise. And then my guarantee. <laughs> uh i'm still working the kinks out on that uh but anyway it's catching on it's catching yeah yeah i i keep reversing it i keep saying my name is kenny pick and that's a promise and i guarantee it (laughs) and that's my guarantee i don't know i I keep screwing it up i need to write it on the chalkboard uh but uh anyway welcome back to the program uh joe santorsa scranton pennsylvania the electric city of all things electric and of course, you got to stick around for the Tim Cormel show tonight. Uh, yes. Brand new episode. You can play. You can play Amarosarama, the new board game. Yes, this <laughs> is the first time where I actually stole your title and used it for our show last week too. So, um, yes. Uh, so we've got d- d- doubly named programs. Uh, that's so right. That's all right. And uh, <laughs> you know, well, it's an even number, kind of like eight. Hey, so. We don't steal each other's stuff. We no. we borrow each other's stuff. We do. We're family. We do. You can have it back. It's when like I'm borrowing. Done with it. Like if you were living with me, you'd take my T-shirt, and I wouldn't sure. mind. Sure, 
borrow your your rake and your leaf blower and everything and then you come yeah. over like dagwood's mustache neighbor and says <laughs> what are you doing with all my stuff dagwood stuff. <laughs> here i'll make you a giant sandwich and daisy will lick <laughs> your face uh look at me riffing on blondie comic strips <laughs> and hey. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington D.C. Welcome back to the program. So excited Hi. for you and Bobber getting the new house uh, next week. It's great. Thank you. We're moving in on the seventh of September. Yeah. But before that, I just want to say hi. I'm Rain. I'm a human. I'm not a robot. Yes. And this is Radio for Humans on Indie Media Weekly. So I'm you've- human. Yeah, so you passed the human test. Uh, so, all right. Uh, well, before we get to, uh, I have some fun, wacky audio I want to share with everybody, but I don't want to dedicate the entire segment to it. Uh, so, I want to um, get back to some audio. I have a little bit more stuff, not a lot, but um, I, I do have. Uh, well, you know, I have this George Stephanopoulos clip about the plea deal and their, their speculation on it. I'm just going to hit delete on that right now <laughs> because that was before they were like, oh, I wonder what this could mean. Well, we know yeah, what it means now. now. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's been deleted. Uh, so and then uh, but I, I want to remind everybody we, we did uh, uh, rain. You remind me of this. The um, th- that that. What happened today with Cohen gives a whole lot more context to this um, out-of-context conversation with uh, Cohen and Trump talking about the Charleston thing. Well, I think we it's safe to assume we know what the Charleston thing was about. So let's uh, sweat to the oldies here, and I'll get some uh, mad uh, some Mad Libs uh, uh, action going. Told you about Charleston. Um, I need to open up a company for the transfer of all of that info regarding our friend David. You know, so that I'm going to do that right away. I've actually come up and David spoken to, spoke to Alan Weisselberg oh, David, about Alan. how to set the whole thing up. Uh, with so what are we gonna funding, that, uh, yes, um, and it's all the yeah, stuff, all the stuff, because you know you never know where that company, no, you never you know where he's going to be. Gets it, but correct. So I'm I'm all over that, and I spoke to Alan about it. <laughs> when it comes time for the financing, which will be awesome. what financing? We'll have to pay. You, so no, 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 no. I got no, 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 no. He was doing his own own no, no cat there. No, no. Yeah. So. Wow. So so that kind of puts that in a whole new perspective now, doesn't it? I I thought it did. How about you, Joe? Yes. You know our friend David, who was David Diamond, who was the guy that was double playing the guy from ah. National Enquirer, the Pecker. David Pecker. David Pecker. Am mm-hmm. I am, am I confusing David Diamond with David Pecker? I can't. Uh, well, Pecker Pecker was the Enquirer guy. Wasn't one of the lawyers the Diamond guy? I don't anyway, remember. It doesn't him. matter. It could be Diamond. It could be Pecker. But. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Could I be just, a diamond hard I got, pecker. I got I got no comments wow. at all. Even if I'm wrong about this, this is just joyous. Where, it really when is. You hear, when you hear Michael Cohen go, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. After Trump said cash, no, 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 no. I have to set up a separate account. I got to set up a company. No, 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 no. I need to commit a crime. You know what this falls under right now? Oh, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't remember this. The, 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 yeah, we need the clip from Jesse from Breaking Bad, you know? Seriously, when the going gets tough... You don't want a criminal lawyer, right? You want a criminal lawyer. Know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do now, Jesse. Thank you, Mr. Pinkman. <laughs> yep. He knew. He knew. He certainly did. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is uh, again a whole new perspective. A whole new perspective. I mean, what was it? I got all the goods, all the goods. Uh, yeah, something, something along those lines. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, now uh, I, I want to shift gears a little bit um, because uh, this is a clip that I got last week or the week before. I think I don't know. It's it's been it's been laying around for a while, and I didn't get a chance to do it. And it's an epic clip from Michael Steele trashing Fox News. Over the pathetic racist lies that the uh, Fox is, has been spewing against Democrats, and it's it's pretty epic. Again, Michael Steele, a Republican, I love it. I want to get one more beat on this on this conversation about race. Um, and play- and I'm sorry, he's with Katie Turr. Here, I want to so. get one more beat on this on this conversation about race um, and play that other Fox News clip that I teased a moment ago. Um, here's uh, something from from Fox this morning. A Hispanic guest uh, saying that that Dems have to import illegal immigrants to vote for them and also addressing black population growth. Watch. A lot of the black community are recognizing that the Democrat Party is throwing them overboard for illegal aliens because uh, uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? So, well, uh, the Democrat Party has been so democratic, good at promoting abortion inside of the black community has been so good about curtailing the population in the black community. It's no longer a growing demographic in this country as compared to the rest of compared to the rest of the country. So the Democrats see their future of, of importing illegal aliens from all over the world into this country. And those in the black community here in the United States are, are witnessing the Democrat Party chucking them overboard. Michael, what's going on at Fox News? <laughs> I have no idea. I thought you would pass that one to Zerlina because yeah. that was, I, I, I mean, that was a meeting apparently I was not at. So Zerlina, I don't know if we had a meeting that he was at that we didn't know about that all of a sudden now, with, you know, this is happening in our community. Um, look, this is the level of crazy uh, that uh, we are in right now. We are in a reality TV space. Every moment of the day is another episode of someone coming out uh, speaking from a part of their body that the sun never reaches. And I think that's important uh, for us to give context to this and understand that this is gibberish. Look, there's a demographic shift that is occurring in this country. On a conservative level, 2043 is the turning point. I predict it'll probably be a little bit earlier where you have a majority black and Hispanic 
black and brown United States. And right now, let's be honest, there are a whole lot of white folks inside and outside my party, inside, outside the Democratic mm-hmm. Party, writ large Americans who are not happy about that prospect. And this is the kind of crazy you get when people aren't happy. Ooh, amen. 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 Had you guys heard that before? I oh. did, and I, <laughs> I was but, like, had you guys heard that before? And Susan yells from the other room, I'm in the shower. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm doing a show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the shower. Thanks for putting that on the podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway. I didn't. I actually agree with him. Yeah. I I really do. I mean... Hey, guess what? White people, we're going to become a minority in a couple of decades. Probably less. So now is the time to start getting over it and realizing that you might live next to somebody who could be from El Salvador or Honduras or, you know, Kenya. Become their friend because you're going to be a minority. And I know that's not really something that people don't want. You know, that's that's reality. Guess what? That's just true. And I'm sorry. I I'm having my nose is very stuck. Oh, right I now. I just had to mute because I had a I had a big old cough. So, <laughs> but the reality is is that as we go forward, people who have skin that are my color, and I assume Joe, Joe, you you're a white guy, right? Uh, <clears throat> well. Ish. He's a little olive. Ish. Yes. He's a little olive. Southern but the, Italy. But the bottom line is that, you know, going forward, we're not always going to be able to live next door to white people. You know what? I and we have care. to get over that. I don't care. As white people, we ha- I don't care either. As long sorry, as they, I, they, they're good yelling. cooks and they invite me to their cookouts. <laughs> See? I don't care either, but there's a That's large... All? There is a very large portion of the population that seems to be very, very nervous about that. I don't know. That's they're because sad. they think they're all MI thirteen or something. Well, they're sterile. They're sterile. Yeah, and they're sad. old and they're fat and they're and they're racist. And they're racist. Can we just stop saying all this other stuff? There's, there's. Well, they're all those things. They're racist, misogynist. They're, they're not, not mutually. Not exclu- yeah, not mutually exclusive. Yeah. No, they're not only afraid of, of the demographics as far as minorities. They're afraid of women getting more prominent in the workforce mm-hmm. and in government and in, in, in roles that are were, were uh, formerly only exclusive to men. They're afraid of, of dealing with women in the workforce, in government, in everyday life. You know, so it's not it, it's the whole cultural shift they're afraid of. Uh, I think well, you're, yeah, you're, would, you're right. Did you guys, <laughs> no, like they're all alone. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's no, the thing. I, I, I had madly. a thought, and this is something I'm really congested in one half of my nose, but so I'm going to sound very congested. But um, it'll happen. Bob and I, Bob and I, you can't, you can't, when you go to buy a house, you can't tell a real estate agent, I want to move to a white neighborhood. No. If you're a white person. And if you're a black person, you can't tell your real estate agent, I want to move to a black neighborhood. All right. And so 
and this is the God's honest truth. When Bob and I went to go look for a house, we found this particular real estate agent who, if you all, if you all want to move in the area, I'll tell you who he is. But we basically, we told him we went to move to a diverse neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And we were not kidding about that. And I know that that's, you know, that's kind of, um, what is, what is the word for I think we said it? the same thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of code. But the God's honest truth is that we didn't want to move into a totally white neighborhood. Yeah. I, I will say that point blank. We didn't want to move into a neighborhood that was totally white. We didn't care about all the other things that, you know, crime and all that other shit. We just didn't want to move into a gated community. We didn't want to move into a white community. And when I say white, I'm I'm telling you, I diversity is important and so we found a really good we found a place that's like that and so i find anyway i just kind of went off but no it's fine it's fine um so uh so yeah we got a, a couple minutes before a uh, couple minutes before break but no, that's that's an important thing. I mean, that was important to Susan and, and I, and we our our neighborhood is extremely diverse. You know, I mean, you know, our uh, we've got plenty of white folks here, uh, but we have you know uh, the, the uh, my arch nemesis across the street. He's Latino, <laughs> <laughs> um, with his shitty Gadsden flag, and uh, oh, no. you know, try to help him change his tire, and he whipped his gun out. He didn't point it at me, but still, it made me uncomfortable. I was just like, you know. Um, but uh, and then you know, we, there's a, a mixed couple. You know, there's an African American uh, who's married to a white woman. A uh, couple houses down, uh, there's an elderly Asian family on the corner, and there's a crazy Italian guy. Imagine that, Joe. Uh, Rocco, Rocco lives on the corner. Hey, that was my grandfather's name. Hey, there you go. Small world. I'm sure there's no relation. Um, but you know, and then, you know, we've got two gay couples on our street, uh, you know, uh, lots of other, uh, you know, Latin American people and African American people in our neighborhoods. And, you know, I mean. There, that we had a guy who just moved away, who was like Serbian, who always had a big yard sale, and would go buy lawnmowers <laughs> from him, you know, or have him, he'd fi- he actually fixed our lawnmower for us a few times. But he moved. I think he moved to Montana. There you go. Yippee! Okay. <laughs> oh, um, no, he might live next door to Richard Spencer. Well, maybe he'll fix his lawnmower. Well, he'd give him a good deal on it if he did. Um, so. Uh, but don't seriously don't fix Richard Spencer's lawnmower. But no, that's that's a very important thing to me, and a very, was a very important thing to to Susan. We don't we didn't want to move in and gentrify a neighborhood, which is very you know. I, I mean, I'm on the fence about gentrification. I get it. I get why it's offensive to a lot of people. Uh, we didn't want it. We didn't want to do that. Uh, we wanted to move into an existing you know diverse neighborhood and that's exactly what we did and we've been happy we've never had a break-in we've never had uh any violence towards us there's been a little bit of criminal activity on our street mostly by the crazy italian guy 
Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, and, uh, and, oh, and there's, there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of people, you know, from, uh, uh, whose relatives came from India and, you know, Pakistan, uh, and, you know, all over the place, Persian people of Persian descent. Um, but yeah, it, it's important. So, um, but before we, uh, before, and I'm sorry to shift gears, but I, I need to here. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It, it was interesting. Interesting conversation. So I have been looking for music for new bumpers uh, on the show because we're going to change to, you know, Indie Media Weekly Radio for Humans, which will in a year become Radio for Humans. So I've started going onto YouTube and looking at like old VHS like training and instructional videos and stuff like that, <laughs> trying to find some awesome music. And I wanted to share a little bit with uh, with you now. Check this piece of beautiful music out. That was nice. That was a nice little cheesy sounding thing. But listen to this epic piece of 70s sounding music I found. So epic. Indie Media Weekly. Radio for Humans. <laughs> I'm Kenny Pick, and that's a promise. My guarantee. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. Um, uh, that was MTV? <laughs> no, no, that was, that was from, like, um, uh, I think a Turkish film distribution co oh. company <laughs> or something like that. It sounded like... Something from either MTV or no. an '80s sitcom. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty great. I also found that I found this on a grocery store training video. It needs some cleanup, but I thought this would be really funny uh, because I clipped it off to make it sound like it's just not for a grocery store. But it's this like hard rock jingle. There's a difference sense here. You can see it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's how much more we care right here on Indie Media Weekly, radio for humans. <laughs> Ken? Yeah? Ken, that sounds yeah. like it was from St. Elmo's Fire. It does. It sounds like Stan Bush. It might be Stan Bush, but it was from a grocery store training video, and I cut off everything up there uh, that was singing about customer service. You know, <laughs> you really it, 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 as soon as the first like three notes, I was like, "Is that St. Elmo's Fire?" Yeah. You hear me uh, oh, it sounded like John Parr. Yeah, it sounded something like that. Um, and then uh, this came from a VHS care uh, instruction video uh, tape, which was very nice. Uh, how to care for your VHS tapes? Wait a second. Oh wait, there's a long intro. I don't know why. <laughs> But it's good. It's it, it's good synth. Oh, there you go. Indie Media Weekly. 
radio for humans. Yeah, see? <laughs> That's the kind of shit I'm looking at. <laughs> okay, I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Here's the, the this is I, I this is also from a VHS intro. Here's a nice intense one from the 80s. Indie Media Weekly, Radio for Humans. <laughs> it's really muddy quality, but I love that. I want it to sound like that. Um, and then uh, this is... Oh, wait, where's the... Oh, there's one in this case. I used to have a couple of these um, educational um, uh, uh, audio cassettes. And I think... I think this might be it. This, uh, the oh, uh, let me see. Oh no, that's terrible. No, that's not the one. Um. Oh man, I gotta find this one. This is so good. But there was a. Uh, uh, let me see. Oh yeah, here it is. Here it is. Mark Fifty Six Records. They have been long since defunct. They used to do a lot of old time radio stuff. But they also did an educational cassette tape series back in the 80s, the early 80s. And I was like, I need this music because I had a couple of these cassette tapes. And I know, and I think I still have it, but it was called How to Throw a Birthday Party. But all the tapes started with this same beautifully 80s music. So here's, here's this. Indie Media Weekly, radio for humans. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> How craptastic is that? I love that. So anyway, there, there's Wait, a sneak. Wait, that last little part that... Yeah. Wasn't that... Where do I remember that from? There's that they've used that kind of effect in a few different songs. I think maybe it was used in a Steve Miller song, like Abracadabra or Fly Like an Eagle or something like that. Because I'm kind of remembering that it was like the the very end that yeah. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I know it's it's impossible. It's crazy. CBS. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Like they they did for specials or something like that so yes but anyway so so yeah so there there's a few i got so much of this crazy music <laughs> and um and i i just i i love uh i just love having it and uh hopefully i'll make some uh good uh good bumpers and stuff for it i, I seriously just want to go super 80s for all of our promos and find the wackiest most craptacular music I can from sources that are defunct. <laughs> so I never have to worry about royalties or anything like that, you know? I love the eighties. Me too. Me too. Just an I'm, 80s girl. I mean I I you know, hey, I was I was ten in nineteen eighty one, so I experienced the decade to its fullest. I be, you know, I, I lived through it and became a teenager by the late eighties and uh and there you go. So, all right. Well, anyway, what did you think, Joe? Some some really great crap craptacular music there. 
Yeah, I think I think uh, raunchy is good. Excellent. That's where I we agree. should go. You should go. Yes. I agree. What do you think about the eighties, Joe? I loved the eighties. Except for it Reagan. was my coming out. Yes. That's when I I, I was just going through my midlife crisis and <laughs> you know yeah i was like in my 30s and me and springsteen were soul soul brothers and <laughs> it was a great time the 80s see now i now i i understand that kind of perspective on a decade when you find that guy who's speaking with your voice and music i definitely get that, that was it all oh, the 80s it yeah. was me and springsteen Mm -hmm. all the way i'm sure oh no he was not happy with reagan no i wasn't happy with reagan but uh, bruce became my poet laureate well bruce wasn't either so you know you got each other so uh, i love joe and we were born a month apart there in the usa and we have a a, a special association with uh, uh uh new jersey with the um, Chris Christie, not Chris Christie. <laughs> no, no, no. Asbury, Asbury Park. Yeah. Asbury Park was uh, "Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey." Was Bruce Springsteen's first album, and he's from Asbury Park. Well, not really, but anyway. Uh, yeah, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I. Legend has it. So my parents told me. Oh. I was conceived in Asbury Park. Were you oh. conceived on the boardwalk? Yes. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's better than being conceived uh, in Ichiku Park, I think. Under that's the awesome. Board- that's awesome, Joe. <laughs> under the boardwalk. <clears throat> under we'll the board- be having fun under that's the boardwalk. Right. We'll that's be right. making and, and, a sun uh, under the boardwalk. <laughs> yes, and it was me. It was yeah. right after the war. And, you know, <laughs> there were fireworks under the boardwalk and everything. Well, you, you don't know? want to so have fireworks the, under the boardwalk. Oh, yeah, or the, Joe, really? Yeah. Re- I'm telling you, this is what they told me. Maybe they told you like, there were fireworks Well, under the maybe, maybe metaphorical <laughs> fireworks. Yes, uh, yes. There wasn't actually, like... <laughs> gunpowder or anything like that but you, you <laughs> not get, a bunch of bottle rockets oh no, but you get the, the i get the gist i was yeah and and greetings from asbury park new jersey one of the great albums in rock history well there yes. you go and on that note we got to go to the break uh and uh, uh another song smith for the ages bobber with the heart nice song for the nice people coming up uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, run that, go to break. When we come back, I got three, count them, three indictments. I mean, Mad Libs to read for everybody. So uh, <laughs> indictment has been used in at least one of them. Uh, so anyway, we'll be right back right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. It doesn't happen in a second It takes longer than an hour or two or three I only know that I need Oh, baby. 
call. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagon. I am Miles Lagon. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Hebert. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C., for maybe one of the last times. So it's going to take what? me forever to get over that. I mean, well, should I still say you Washington, D.C., after you guys move? Yes. No, all right. That's cool. So, Is that okay? uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's definitely okay because I'll fuck it up if I, if I, if I have to say something else. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was like, wait, what? What? Are we getting cut out, man? Going no, on? no. I, I just meant should you know are are you further away from DC? Would it would it would it be doing an injustice to say DC instead of uh, no? All right. No, I don't think it would be. We're okay. still inside the Beltway. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Inside the bubble, uh, the yes. swamp. Uh So all right. And uh, uh, Joe, uh, did you did you uh, wa- want to give a little bit of a teaser uh, for uh, the clown car now, or do you want to wait until the parting shot? Well, I could give one now. I mean, um, yeah, we, we uh, have a new board game we're selling. Uh, it's called Amarosarama. Uh, yeah, and uh, you can you can you can land uh, as president of the United States or in jail. One or the other. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, nice, nice. Yeah, so just uh, roll the dice. Yeah. You you offering oh. a whole a home edition, I assume, right? 
It's the home edition. Yes. Oh, okay, good. Yes. So. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the it's the prison edition. <laughs> no, <laughs> the big house edition. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and uh, get the Mad Libs going right now. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad. Get Mad Libs. <laughs> Oh, God bless Matt Libs. All right, here we go. Uh, I need the number of a convicted conservative or a guilty conservative. <laughs> Let's go with convicted. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, just give me the name of a conservative uh, reign. Oh, Michael Cohen. He's already been used. Okay. Um, Manafort's been used. Not yet, no. Manafort. Okay, so uh, should I put Paul Manafort or Polly Walnuts? I like Polly Walnuts. Hey. I do too. On my salad. Uh, so <laughs> he might encounter some salad tossing soon. Yo, Tony, am I right? Of the gabagool. So. <laughs> Joe, now I need a number, Joe. Eight. Eight. <laughs> nice. uh, Rain, I need an adverb, please. Describing. Oh God, I hate adverbs. Those are descriptives. Of, of a noun. Of, of a verb, I'm sorry. So, like, you know, uh, slowly, quickly, that kind of thing. Let's go with slowly or quickly. All right, we'll just go with slowly. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, let me see. Oh. I get to use this, the name of Polly Walnuts again. Uh, and the next one, Joe, uh, another number. The biggest number, 24. 24. 24, forget about it. Forget about it. It's the biggest number. <laughs> oh, I got to put Polly Walnuts' name in here again, too. What's going on? Same name, person, in room. All right, well, that one's done. That was easy. Uh, and uh, need the name reign of a male conservative or Republican or Trump cultist, what have you. Oh, let's go with uh, Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity. Sean. Sean. Sean, when's your show on? <laughs> you going to be talking no, about spring break, no, Sean? You going to show all the teenies in bikinis, Sean? Uh, yeah. He's a, he's a piece of crap. Glad <laughs> he's he a, never had a chance to meet a up with He's a piece of nothing. No. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, Joe, flipping around, a female conservative. Uh, Sarah Palin. Oh. Grandma Moose Knuckle. <laughs> Sarah Palin. Cast out the demons. <laughs> you remember her pastor? <laughs> yes. That was crazy. Uh, Rain, an article of clothing. Oh. Oh, um, a chastity belt. Oof. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Right after Sarah Palin. That doesn't work, but it's funny. Uh, Joe, an adverb for you, sir. Uh, swimmingly. Alright, swimmingly it is. And, okay, just a couple more here. 
Rain, part of the body. Bowls. Bowls has already been used. Oh, god damn it. Yep. Alright. Not bowls. Hands. Just hand. We want singular here. Uh, Joe, also another part of the body. Be handy. Uh, cranium. Rain, also a part of the body. Oh. And a penis. Uh, that's already been used. And and of course. And, and of course Don't say penis in this house. Alright, and penis, cranium, mouth. Okay, and Joe, part of the body. Mm -hmm. Earlobe. Okay. All right, here we go, everybody. This we're we're <laughs> using the um the best of Mad Libs, some of the final ones in this book. It's a big ass book. It's like it's got a hundred and fifty. Oh, no, it's got um. 125 classic Mad Libs. And in the back of the book, we've gotten into correspondence. <laughs> so we're going to start with... Uh, actually, no, I'm going to save that one for last. We'll start with Love Letter. This is a love letter, everybody. My convicted darling, I love you more than... <laughs> I love you more than penis itself. <laughs> each minute away from you oh and I loved it because my convicted darling each minute away from you <laughs> each minute away from you uh, is a fried chicken each <laughs> each hour a flaccid eternity <laughs> without you life is empty boring and caged uh, I feel like a baby without my criminal. A toddler without my teddy prison food. A dog without its bidet. <laughs> you guys have bidets for your dogs, right? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You gotta get him some of those outdoor French urinals, too. Um, so... <laughs> the, uh... The urethouette. The urethouette. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so the last episode of the program is called The Yuratwa in Other Leagues. Um, <laughs> um, and then, uh, I can't get you out of my hand. <laughs> of course not, dude. Uh, I can't stop thinking about the color of your giraffe, the way you wear your yurt, <laughs> your felonious laugh. <laughs> uh, this morning... When the mailman brought uh, your special delivery balls, my cranium skipped a beat. My mouth was in my throat, and my dancer and my dancer trembled so much I could hardly work. That's my excuse every day at work. Uh, what you said, what you said, set my toilet on fire. Could happen. Especially you gotta, where you're fracking. You gotta watch and get you gotta get a porcelain toilet, not like one made out of wood. Um you said wood. <laughs> yeah. Do write again. Until then, I love you from the bottom of my earlobe. I will fly you always, Dr. Demento. So there you go. 
It's a love letter from Dr. Demento, everybody. This is a our next piece of correspondence is a scene. Well, actually, it's a scene, I should say. A scene between a parent and a teacher. All right. To be read by Michael Cohen and Saul Goodman. <laughs> both, both, oddly enough, are criminal lawyers. You know, got a... Yep. Gotta love the the criminal uh, the criminal lawyers out there. So uh, I got I got to play this again. So there seriously, you. when the going gets tough, you don't want a criminal lawyer, right? You want a criminal lawyer. All right. You know what I'm so, saying? Yes, I do. To be read by Michael Cohen and Saul Goodman, teacher. I asked you to come to Trump University because I am worried about your son, Sean Hannity parent uh, and i put trump university in for school because i was like i gotta use trump university um parent oh i'm sure he's been a good guava <laughs> we have always taught him to mind his gerbils oh wow gerbils. Mm. teacher well yesterday i caught him copying off of someone else's weed <laughs> Parent, That's I can not right. Parent, I cannot believe our little weasel would do anything that guilty. <laughs> Teacher, and on Monday he stole three egg rolls from Sarah Palin's chastity belt. <laughs> they were full of taint. They were. Oh, three stole three egg rolls from Sarah Palin's chastity belt. Oh, well, that's good. Mm, uh, <laughs> talk about casting out devils. <laughs> Sign up, <and> on. <laughs> Well, he always behaves, uh, uh, parent, well, he always behaves very swimmingly at home. Teacher, I hope you will talk to your flesh about these problems. Parent, I will, and I'll ground him and take away his bloody privileges. Oh. Alright, so the last one. The last one is to whom it may concern. I love this. To whom it may concern, I have known Polly Walnuts for eight years and slowly recommend him for the position of assistant noun. That's right. Uh, Adam gave me noun for noun. Uh, of assistant noun in your droopy company. Actually, this is what's going to happen after uh, this is going to be written by... Uh, a criminal that he was in prison with. Um, I can't incarcerate enough about this person's putrid character and ability to get along with his or her fellow pe peach pits. His fellow peach pits, I should say. As for educational background, Polly Walnuts is a college molar and is capable of speaking several foreign anime conventions and has an IQ of 24. <laughs> You will not find Polly Walnuts to be a crooked worker who is not only as smart as a tooth, but who doesn't know the meaning of the word testify. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, this is one of the many words this person doesn't know the meaning of. There you go. Kind of funny. IQ of twenty four doesn't know the meaning of testify. Did he testify <laughs> on his behalf? 
did do you guys did uh, did Manafort testify or no? No. No, Manafort. Well, so not. He, he doesn't he didn't even put on a defense. It's accurate. It's accurate then. He doesn't know the meaning of the word justify. <laughs> no. So anyway, there we go. There's our Mad Libs. Let's go ahead and wrap up so we we uh, uh, end on time tonight. Uh, so let me stop this goofy music. We're done. There we go. We're done. We're stop that. Stop that. Uh, all right. So parting shots. Uh, which one of you wants to go first? Rain, would you like to go first? I have no parting shots. All right. Well, let's Joe oh, go first. My dogs do. Let Joe that? go first, and then you'll probably have something to oh, say. Goodness. So, uh, Joe, what so you got? My, what the what the what the fuck is going on? I don't. Um, what? Did you hear all the dogs? I did. Yeah. Do you need to check on him and let Joe do his parting shot real quick? Go, Joe. Go do it. Bob should check on the dogs. I'm just going to sit here. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, Joe, okay. what's up? Well, I, I, I know lost in all this this, this excitement. Uh, if, if there's any contact lenses wearers out there, I read a disturbing story of a lady in England who had a sore eyelid and they found out that for like uh 28 years she had a contact lens oh god i saw that story oh my god and i wear contact lenses and i've lost them but i thought i always found them but now i'm wondering yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know uh yeah they they actually had to do surgery remove the lens from her eyelid. They thought it was a fist. God. She put it in when she was 14, and now she's 42. No. Yeah. Squish. <laughs> so, you know, like, folks, if, if you have your contacts in, make sure, you know, you take them out. Also, I read that uh, contact lenses, uh, you should never throw down the toilet or down your sink. God damn it, Joe. No, because the reason is they're causing they're causing microplastic pollution. Oh yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can see that. Yes, you should throw them in the garbage or recycle them, like Laura Mars did. Recycle your eyes. Yeah. Disgusted. That's all I have. That's all I got for sound effects. I, I'm like, what, what, what yeah, sound effects can I use for that? Other than, <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. that's right. Oh, right, let me try to find my contact lens. <laughs> yeah, see, there, where is it? There it was. Oh, there it is. Uh, so, all right, Rain. Uh, you got anything for us on the way out of the program? I'm, well, actually, I'm trying to find the the article that Duncan Hunter's wife was indicted. Hunk and Dunter. And I can't I can't actually get the article. Hunky Dunker? Hunk and Hunk and Dunter. Duncan Duncan Hunter. Hunk and Dunker. Duncan Hunter. <laughs> He's a Republican. Duncan Hunter. He's a Republican from California. Hunk and His Dunter. wife was indicted on charges that use campaign money for personal use. And I can't get the article to show up and well, yeah, he and his. Nothing. You're right. You're right. Uh, and would it be surprised? It's it's a dunk. Uh, uh, Hunkin D. Dunter. Duncan Dunker. <laughs> Duncan D. Hunter. And you know what? I guarantee you, Fox is gonna like uh, 
say that he's a Democrat because his middle initials D, and ignore the fact that he's a Republican. <laughs> yeah, that's probably going to happen. Today was a good day for um, democracy. Yes. The rule of law. My biggest biggest parting shot today was a really good day for the rule of law. Um, We don't have to love Michael Cohen, but Michael Cohen did the right thing. Uh, We don't have to love Manafort, but a jury did the right thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, maybe we should start a Kickstarter to send diapers to Donald Trump. A Kickstarter? Yeah, yes, I like that because he's gonna be he's gonna be shitting his pants in the next couple of weeks. I want to see him kicked in his charter right out of the White House. Uh, that, that's, for sure. <laughs> that's right. He hasn't he hasn't tweeted anything today, but you know the past week, two weeks, he's been just fucking insane. So yeah. I guess it's my parting shark. All right, parting shart there. Uh, my parting shart is, hey, Cohen, Manafort. Don't mess around with God's America. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Manafort's going to jail, babies. Yeah. Check out all the other fine programming here on Indie Media Weekly Radio for Humans. And, um, yeah, we'll be back on Friday. We're taking the next week off, but Adam Hebert... Michelle and Miles will be filling in for us. So stick around, show them some love. It's going to be turn up the night. I'm just not going to be here. Actually, I'll probably check in both nights for like 15 minutes or something like that. But um, other than that, I'm just going to let them. Uh, I need, you know, it, it would, it's just going to be nice to have a week off. Uh, and I don't think anybody would begrudge me that because. I don't take much time off from this show, <laughs> and it's not that I don't. It, it, it's it's not that I don't love the show. It's just that I, you know, I always want to see the show. The show must go on, and and it worked out that Adam, Miles, and Michelle could uh, fill in, and uh, uh, and I want to I want to share the wealth, and and you know, it, it'll be fun to hear somebody else doing turn up the night, you know. So it's been too long since Adam's done the show. So, because um, I've done Mike Check Radio a gazillion times for him, but it's been a long time. Because I am, I'm very, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm a bit of a control freak. <laughs> so I'm, I'm loosening the reins, and uh, I'll be there uh, a little bit next week. But for the most part, uh, Adam, Miles, and Michelle, and whoever else they have on, will be running the show. They won't have the phone number, but talk to them if you want to be on the program. Do reverse calling with them. And um, other than that, I got nothing. Uh, We'll see everybody on Friday. Love you all very much. My name is Kenny Pick. That's my promise. And I guarantee it. (laughs) That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you! Good night, Lawrence! (laughs) That's it! (laughs) Woo! Says who?